This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant groups. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Six minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Coming to you from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, read across America. Rick and Bubba's world's largest classroom coming up next hour. All of you that are part of that, looking forward to reading uh, Green Eggs and Ham to children uh, everywhere today. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix today. Stretch Armstrong, Rick and Bubba intern at Rick and Bubba University, earning his degree in common sense. That now is superpower. Welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bub. Well, Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Based on the last story going to the break, how many times over the weekend do you think I had to say the phrase, he gave me two thumbs up? I got two thumbs yeah, up. That, that's Have American you, That's American for you can drive off. Did you it's ever ask Nate about the two thumbs up? He, no, did, he, did, said, did, did, he said, no, I, I, told, I told Rick. I gave him the thumbs up. I thought he took my driver's license, and I thought we were good. Oh and, I, and I said, how, "How many times? How much? How hard did you try to get in touch with us?" I tried very hard. <laughs> I am so sorry, Nate. That's you gave so me. So he yeah. slept at the airport yeah. in baggage mm-hmm. claim. Keep in mind, for a period of time on Sunday morning, we didn't know where he was. Did did he <laughs> did he say did, did he sleep? Good I did at all. I, I slept sometimes. Rick, I, sometimes Speedy, I, I was able to sleep just out of sheer exhaustion. Speedy, I can't imagine a bench at the airport being a good sleeping. No, place. I, I know not at all. Big I Nate, friend, y'all yeah, checked big, your phone. <clears throat> well, Greg, he couldn't get me. He, he didn't have a SIM card. He couldn't get in touch with me. Oh it was really the Thomases were the yeah. only people he could get in touch with, and they were they were out like a lot too. That's so smart. they just said to show. No, see, well, I well, have Greg, got... you know what they said? They said, "Well, you know, when you're trying to sleep, I'm Avril. <laughs> when, when you're trying to sleep, uh, Rick, you, you, you just, people keep on the WhatsApp because of the different time yeah. in South Africa and here. Yeah. Uh, we would be up all night. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, <laughs> there they are. Look at that. The Look first at that smile. The first couple of of Cape Town. Oh, he man. had no idea he was going to get left. Right there, yeah, right there. He's, right there, he's having a good day. He told Sherry that at the end of the day, because he didn't know he was going to be sleeping at airport and be abandoned right. all of us, mm-hmm. he literally had just told Sherry, it was one of the best days of my life. Oh, <laughs> there it was. He doesn't that feel happens. that way now, no. but he did then. Right How up. bad do you think he wish he had a hamburger at Black Baggage Claim? <laughs> a, t- a few times when I was oh. on the bench, I thought about the hamburger. <laughs> do you realize how long that night was? So that's long. They can't believe they're not responding. And, and yeah. Airport and keeps it. doing it even though it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Airports are probably the noisiest, busiest yeah. place. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I thought to myself, because this is the way our mind thinks, when he stepped out of Baggage Claim 1 and 2, because that's where he was. He was very specific <laughs> Boy, about that now that. that we were communicating with him. <laughs> and... Uh, and when he walked out, I thought, for me, I just clicked off asleep, woke up awake, and I'm here. Uh-huh. For you, it was a much different experience oh. to get to this moment that you're right. walking out. Right. You know when you <laughs> fall asleep and you wake up, you've forgotten you're at the airport, yeah. and then you realize it again because yeah. yeah. you were asleep for about eight so, minutes. So oh, you know what? Gosh. I told Sherry, I said, we'll probably be banned now for hosting. That's two, it's two missionaries we've lost. If you think about it, though, two, losing two since 2010 is not a bad Well, it's far mm-hmm. bad now. In a decade to well, lose Well, I think you've got to have a checklist like a pilot before they take off. Right. They have to have the ability to call you. No, you're right. You're right. And, and we also need to go to the I'm not dropping you off. I have to see you crank the car to know that you're, that, that you're going. Well, now you're quoting Sherry. Good. Now you're quoting Sherry. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's what I would do with right. Betty because thumbs up doesn't matter. you got to be sure you get a crank. Right. Wow. That's, you're right. Well, you're not helping here. I asked, well, I'm just saying. I asked Nate if he could see the back of my truck. You know, I'll overdo it. 
I'll overdo it yeah. and overprep on things. You know what? Sometimes you got to go to that. And mm-hmm. if I'd have followed the overprep bubble, we wouldn't have left Nate. That's right. <laughs> right. Nate would have had a good night's sleep, a shower, and possibly a hamburger. Can I tell you this? <laughs> you could have seen two thumbs down when he didn't have <laughs> well, reservations. Listen, but I know you pretty well. <laughs> The when I'm sleeping, sl- hey, listen, the sleep I was fighting. Yeah, I'll cut a corner when I'm sleeping. Those two thumbs up was all Big Papa had to say. Yeah. What time was gotcha. it? Gotcha. About 11. Oh, good. Yeah. 1045, yeah. 11. Yeah. I'm already in the back seat. Sure. Up. Where's Nathan? All right. So, so we've. Uh, Slept in baggage claim, y'all. It's exciting today. And, you know, uh, it, it has been a lot of work. A lot of work. Themanchurch.com launches today. It's live right now. Uh, and and we've, we've launched this today. It This has been. Uh, it's been a four-year process, and I have so many people that I that I need to thank. The fact that this is kicking off today, there's just there's just so many people, and uh, you know, I, I remember it started back at our, our local church at Shades Mountain Baptist Church when I realized that I was one of those people that talked a lot about problems, but I never did anything about a solution. I just love to talk about how things. This is, we we don't we don't have any kind of men's ministry and did it and just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, and then finally the Lord God Almighty said, "You ever going to do anything about it?" You just gonna you gonna keep complaining about it, or so so why not you? Why don't you do something? And so I remember I was sitting at our house. We have these four chairs. We sit around and we pray over the big decisions. And, and I'm sitting there. Have you ever had your wife use your words against you? <laughs> Rick, and, uh, and, Rick, did the sun come up? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we don't know. And I'm and I'm theoretically. Sit, <laughs> and I'm sitting in the chair, and Sherry's like, "What's up?" And I said, "Well, the Lord's called me to something that I don't want to do." And she said, "Hmm." And uh, she said, now I recall, I'm paraphrasing, but this was basically it, that during five years when I was trying to write the book <laughs> and I would get to the point where I said, I just can't, yeah, I can't finish this. It's too hard. It's too difficult. And she goes, I recall someone saying that if God's told you to do something, then you got to do it mm-hmm. or you're going to be, you're in rebellion. And she said, so I'm just going to say, whoever said that, I'm just going to say that back to you. So, there's one of those days where you think, all right, because I'm a doofus. There's no bigger doofus on the planet. And God knows this. And so, God can't be subtle with me. If he's subtle with me, I won't do it. Because I'm always looking for, well, he might, maybe he doesn't want me to do this. You know, so God was not subtle. Uh, so, I, I went to have lunch with two of my friends that day, and I said, I'm, I'm supposed to do something with the men's ministry at our, at our own church, at our local church. But I have no idea who's doing it. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, and they start laughing. And they look over my shoulder and they say, the guy who's doing it just walked into this restaurant. I said, you got to wow. be kidding me. I walk over, Brent Jones, and I shook his hand. I said, Brent, you know, he told you, I said, I'm Rick Burgess. And I said, I'm supposed to find you. And he starts looking at me and just shaking his head. And he goes, yeah, I know. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I just started as the layperson at our church to do the men's ministry, and God told me to find you. Wow. And I said, well, I guess he's not going to be subtle, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get to work. So we started working on a system at our local church saying, what, what, what's missing? Why, why do men's ministries, you know, first of all, men are difficult, so you start there. Uh, and, you know, and if we can find an out, we'll, we'll take it. But uh, so then maybe we shouldn't have an out. So we started trying to figure out, and we, we were looking at Exodus you know, 34, 23, where after they've been brought out of bondage and they've gone through the whole deal and we got the new promised land and all this, and, and, and Moses is told by God, three times a year, bring me the men. Three times a year, I want the men, and I'm going to instruct them what I want done. 
Well, I guess Moses wasn't on a quarter system, but but the United <laughs> States of America is. So we thought, well, there's three times. What if we said four times a year, bring me the men? And so not not events. And look, we're not anti-events. You can see that on on the website. We certainly participate in events. We just want to help events. But but what about services, not events, where the men are pulled out four times a year out of your local church or your community if you want to combine or whatever, and those men go into a service where they are challenged the way you challenge men because you can't disciple men or challenge a man if you keep speaking to him like he's a woman or a child. That's why we have so many churches that have men on the peripheral because a lot of our churches seem to be designed only for women or children. And so, and I'm not saying that's everywhere. There are certainly exceptions, and praise God for those exceptions. But anyway, so so we said, let's let's do that. So we'll have our own service four times a year for the men of the church. It's not an event, it's just a service. And then what we'll do is when we come out of those services, we will put together small group options to now not just high-challenge the men, but also high-equip them. And most of men's ministry throughout time, promise keepers included, and they admit this, and they did a tremendous job on, on high-challenge, tremendous. And there's people that are that belong to Jesus today because of the incredible work that Promise Keepers has done. There's people that are followers of Jesus today that have done other men's ministry ministry strategies that 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 had great impact. We certainly don't act like we have all the answers. We're the first people to ever try anything, and we're, we're not saying that. I'm just, we're just simply doing what God said to do. Okay, and so maybe those things had their time, and this may have its time, and I, I we'll see. But we realize that the problem that we found is that most men, when they would leave an event. On the best-case scenario, they were given a six-week Bible study, maybe, and a lot of times not even that. And I did those, one of those myself, and you know what we did on week seven? We never met again. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, we said, well, we, well there can't be an end then. Um, and and we, we got to quit assuming what should happen, and we're going to have to intentionally tell men, here's how it's going to happen. So then what we said is, let's, let's keep the men in small groups and give them options different days of the week, different times, you know, and all this, and so they can pick the one that works best for them. And then about the time they're finishing that small group study, another man church service, or whatever you want to call it, another service for the men is there. So the high challenge and the high equipping picture a clock keeps rolling, and it never stops. They're, they never come out of discipleship, and they never come out of challenge. And we discovered on the small group thing, at our church we went from about 600 men, and we're down to about 225. Those 225, 99% of those 225 participate in small group Bible studies. The ones who wouldn't do that have already faded. So when we come back, we'll kind of talk about So that kind of started the process of we went, we probably went two years of me just sending an email that says, all right, do this. This is what we do. And churches started trying to work with that, and we thought, well, we got to beat that. we we got to come up with something better than Burgess to send people emails. <laughs> and so the manchurch.com strategy, and I'll tell you about that and talk to Les Bradford, one of the guys that's partnering with us when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without hope, no place to begin. 22 minutes past the hour, so just to continuing, then we'll wrap up for today. And if uh, you have questions, you can certainly uh, contact us there at themanchurch.com. But I do want to thank uh, some people that need to be thanked. Brent Jones, first and foremost, for you know kind of grinding it out there at my local church and, and working to kind of get this thing uh, established at our church so we then could take it out uh, to the rest uh, of the country. 
Uh, obviously, uh, you know, incredible hard work. Eddie Van Adler, our own Eddie Van Adler, worked his rear end off on this thing, uh, cutting the videos. That uh, did he drum on this? He did. Yeah. You know, and uh, for the and editing and and putting bumpers and then changing bumpers because you always start out, then you got to make changes. And I just want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for an incredible job and and your work. I hope uh, is an exciting day for you today. Helms, outstanding work. You with Bell Media, building out the website and. <clears throat> and all the things you've been doing and, and working on this to help us and will continue to do. So I want to thank you. I want to thank all of you, Speedy, Bubba, Greg. Um, you know, if, if we don't have this platform, if we don't continue to do this show, things like this really don't have any in influence. They don't have any power. So thanks for your support and, and for the job you guys do on this show that continue to give us an audience where things like this may actually be used. Uh, without you guys, there's really no platform to do any of this. So, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, also want to thank Andy Blanks. Andy has sacrificed incredible amounts of time. He was kind of in charge of giving us the written part of the curriculum, the study guides, and he put together a, a team of 10 men that took the videos that Adler and I put together for our first curriculum. We'll have a new one every year. And, uh, and then Andy had to take the, the mess that Andy and the, the, uh, that Adler and I threw together and say, let's see if we can't get this organized and, and get study guides to go with these small groups and for the leaders of the groups. And he has worked his tail off, and the ten men that wrote the curriculum hit it out of the park. Man, these were ten solid men of God. And man, they did a good job. And uh, so I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank First Baptist Opelika. Y'all didn't know this, but First Baptist Opelika – they have been doing this before it was official because you got to have a soft opening. Tell us what's working. Tell us what's not working. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we've gotten great feedback from them, so we thank them for being our satellite, which means they were times. Like, you know, they put a video up that was supposed to be 15 weeks later, and here it is, on, and we had to correct that. We had to go and do some things, so they've been helpful to us. And then Les Bradford is here. Uh, Les, Andy, and I, you know, Les Bradford is with YM360 and Iron Hill Press uh, and now Iron Hill Men. And you guys have done youth curriculum for how long? Ten years. For ten years. And, you know, we started talking about this men's ministry thing. And let's be honest, if you want to try to build a business plan around men's ministry curriculum, you can't get a lot of people to go <clears throat> along with you because of the fact that it, 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 it is a difficult, difficult thing. But it pays. And so I want to thank you guys for saying, look, we'll partner with you. The things that you don't know how to do, we do. We know how to do. Uh, we'll try to help you get all this – you got in a, in a way that people can consume it. So we did the How to Be a Man devotionals, those 40-day devotionals. We have two of those. Uh, and that's kind of what started our relationship. And so we started thinking, if Bell Media does the Rick and Bubba website, they might as well do the Manchester.com website. If, if, uh, you know, if Iron Hill Press did the How to Be a Man devotionals, why not Iron Hill Press doing the Manchester.com curriculum? And you guys have done an incredible job building out that store. Yeah, Rick, we're really excited. And I want to say – Thanks to you. You've done a lot of hard work as well. Um, you know, what's cool for me to see is that you mentioned you've been doing this for four years in your own church. And so it's been tested. And along those four years, we've been able to determine there's a great need for this, um, specifically in local churches. And so, you know, if you go to the website, you see something that's big there. It says, Disciple Men Change Everything. Man, we believe... God gave man a very unique influence, and if they can be discipled, if they can be equipped, um, we believe men can change the world, and so that's why we're doing what we do. And, you know, you, you alluded to this earlier. This, this is obedience for us as well, right? I mean, we're doing this out of a step of obedience. We're super excited to be doing this. Well, I credit the people with, uh, with YM360 who 
you know, there and I, I get this. Hey, we're already doing something that's successful. <clears throat> don't don't pull away our time and resources on something new. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and but your company has been more than willing to say this is important. And we'll see where it goes, but we know it's important. And so I, I just want to thank everybody at YM360 for also putting up with me, showing up a lot in, in meetings that, you know, and, and you guys working on this and what you already have on your plate. Yeah, well, you know what, Rick? I think every youth pastor in this country would agree that if we get men's ministry right, youth ministry will be a whole lot better as mm. well. Yeah. Mm. Right? Wow. If we yeah. disciple the fathers of these children that are in youth ministry, which is where we started. We believe that things will change um, all throughout churches and in youth ministry itself. So men's ministry is critical. Yeah, and I think in the past we've tried to take things designed for women, youth, and children and force it. Well, let the men do this too, and and it just doesn't work. And in all fairness to the to the churches, you know, when Promise Keepers talking to them, they said we thought we would challenge the men. They would have an encounter with Christ hopefully an encounter you know, with the Holy Spirit, submit to his authority, then go back into their churches that would then disciple them. And we certainly can be critical of that. But part of the reason why the churches have not been able to do it is they've never been given any, any resources. So what we want to do is to give the resources, to come alongside the church, to come alongside the community group and say, you now have the resources. All you have to do is plug and play. That's right. And, uh, and so if you go to themanchurch.com, really everything that we hope you know, but this is men's ministry, which means there's a lot of me's out yeah. there. Uh, you know, y- y- we think you can maneuver through this website and really just make it happen. But certainly, if you have questions, and and we'll be there to help you, and and, and we'll do all that. And and I think it's a good time. You know, certainly, I was telling my wife last night what a treasure she is. That um, you know, our wives, all of us that have been working hard on this, on top of the other jobs we have, have been very understanding and supportive. And I'm just, uh, I I don't think I certainly cannot go into something like this if I don't feel like my wife's with me. Yeah. And uh, my wife, and I know all the wives, have been very supportive of this because she said the same thing. You know, it, it would make our life a lot easier if all of us weren't given the job of spiritual leader when we were never intended to have it. Mm. You know, and so uh, so we um, we thank you. Les, thanks, and thanks for the cake today. Yeah, yeah. Nice a, cake. a beautiful launch cake today. So <laughs> themanchurch.com, it is live today. It has been a labor of love. Certainly, we'll certainly have to do some fine-tuning as we go, uh, but it is ready, and it is live today. And thanks to everybody that has prayed over this. And let's go. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big as our number. Uh, and tonight, by the way, uh, Pleasant Grove Baptist Church, uh, I'll be there tonight as they will be one of the first churches to implement uh, the Man Church strategy and the Men's Discipleship strategy, and we'll kick it off tonight at Pleasant Grove Baptist Church. All men there are invited to attend. We'll start signing you up at 530 uh, local time tonight, and then uh, I'll be speaking a little bit uh, after that. Looking forward to being with all of you there in the Birmingham area tonight. Details at rickandbubba.com under events. Okay, so uh, coronavirus, my goodness. Uh, everywhere hey, corona. Every, everywhere you go, hey, <laughs> corona. <laughs> yeah. Coronavirus. Coronavirus update. So, Bubba, we begin uh, with Iran, right? Is that where we're starting? Yeah, Rick, you know, we've got little hot spots around the globe where this thing has really kicked off. 
And one of them is in Iran. You may remember that they had like the uh, health minister and one of his assistants up there on Iranian TV, and they were telling everybody it was fine. And at the same time, he was sweating profusely. Yes, you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. He was that. blotting, and then he got sick the next day. Of course he um, did. But they've got a real outbreak around this one particular place in Iran, and they're trying to kind of figure out what's going on. But if you see these videos, I think you'll know. Now, I don't know about the culture of the uh, of the religion there in Iran. I don't even pretend to. But apparently there's a holy site or two you go to, and you, 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 you're supposed to lick it. I'm sorry, say and, and that again? And there, there's like yeah. a, a gate, and you have to go up and you lick the gate. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor of infectious disease, but I think I may have an idea where this is spreading at. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yep. you yep. know, it's yep. a, if you see this video here, you'll see these people up, and they're just oh, you know, my licking goodness. away. Oh, my goodness. Now, the regime has closed what, schools. What are they doing? They have closed universities. They have canceled sporting events. No, I'm sorry. But the hardline clerical establishment in Iran has still refused to close the holy sites, and this is one of them, where you go up and it looks like stainless steel or something, kind of metal gate, and people go up and they lick it and they rub it all over their faces. You saw that guy doing. Wow. And this is kind of the area where this thing is, is, is took root there. So maybe – you know, licking doorknobs and things, probably not good for, you know, if you're trying to keep that spread down. We have a video that I think it was sent to us by our own doctor that I think will be a calming yes, uh, yes, kind of level, level-headed uh, approach to this. But I think to Bubba's point about what's going on in Iran, one of the things he really wants us to know is, is to not to try to keep from touching our face and – and I think he would probably include licking gates. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm just probably, yeah, I'm probably up there, Rick. Yeah. That, doorknobs, other things, you know, mm-hmm. that might be metal that people were handling sure. that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, could uh, aid in the spread of this. And it is, uh, it, it appears that it's uh, very easily spread, too. That's where I think a lot of the health officials are uh, in a full panic versus SARS and MERS and some of these others. Yeah. Or it's just, like I say, sometimes silly behavior that's helping to spread this. Yeah, that in this Lincoln one, Gate look, would fall under that. Yeah, if they don't want to mm-hmm. close the holy sites, that's certainly fine. But I think it could be one of those things. Maybe maybe people just take a break. Yeah. from licking yeah. it and rubbing yeah, it on their probably face. Probably so. You know, I will say this. I, I think that's one of the great advantages to me being a Christian is I don't have to lick any gates. That is right, correct. especially right. during the colon flu season. That's right. Yeah, where yeah. say yeah. another half a million people have licked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you would hate right now for it to say whosoever. You know, believeth in him and lick the gate. Right, we'll, we'll be we'll be saved. Right. You know what I mean? Look yeah, at that's, there, tearing uh, that gate. Up. Guys, even if we don't have coronavirus, that's not a good idea. No, no, no you're no. right. You're right. That it's really just goes over in the old bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So, uh, I mean, he's tearing that thing up like Tootsie Pop, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he is. No. Like an owl. Yeah. <laughs> How about how about the uh, it, I, how I, many licks does it take? <laughs> yeah. I, but I didn't know this. You know, I, I was actually talking to a guy at church yesterday, and he was saying, "Well, I've got this trip coming up, and this trip, I was going to Rome, but of course that's been canceled." And I said, "Excuse me," and <laughs> yeah. he was like, "Oh yeah," he said, "Italy, uh, no, no going into Italy yeah, right shutting now, shutting it down." Oh, they're in full and I was like, "I think they have shut down people coming in, haven't they?" Yeah, Is that, that the lockdown right. on can, Italy? Can you yeah. imagine what that's going to do for tourism? Oh, I know, and that's oh, big boy. business in Rome. 
Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I see where France has um, that they, they will not let any gatherings take place with uh, over five thousand in attendance. And so all events, all events are canceled if it's over five thousand. So but, five thousand under, we feel like you're okay. Yeah, I don't know where, I don't, where do you get. I don't that know where to grab this random number. <laughs> but how about this? Disneyland Paris says we're not listening. We're open. That's right. We're Bring open right now. Disneyland not li- look. Disney don't respond to anything. No, you can't get Disney shut down business for coronavirus. Mm-mm. Disneyland Paris is still rocking. No, they'll sell Mickey embroidered uh, uh, mask for you to wear yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll come up with a way around it. I think yeah. we can do it. It's five minutes. It'll get us right to the break. Yeah, let's, so, let's, so let's look at it. Here's a here's a doctor that is trying to have some level headed conversations, uh, conversation about uh, coronavirus. So just just listen to this, and everybody just everybody take a breath, mm-hmm. and everybody listen. Here, 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 Doctor Peter, Doctor Peter. So we need to get the facts straight. How does this virus work? How does it transmit? Where does it want to go? And let's protect ourselves. I'm Doctor Peter Lin. I'm a family physician in Toronto, Canada. The coronavirus is a family of viruses that can cause as mild things as just a common cold, all the way up to SARS or MERS. These are these bad pneumonias that we're talking about. And basically what these viruses are, they look like a tennis ball with all these spikes sticking out of it. And depending on the type of spike, it allows that virus to attach to certain places. So some viruses, they have the spike that attaches to your nose. So basically you just get a common cold. But the SARS virus and this new virus that we're talking about has the spike that allows it to attach to the cells in your lung. And when it attaches there, it puts in information to make photocopies of itself. So it uses our equipment to make more viruses. I'm declaring a public health emergency of international concern over the global outbreak of novel coronavirus. Mm. Struggle. Mm -hmm. Most of the coronaviruses live in animals. In this particular case, it was from Wuhan. There was a fish market where they were selling live animals. And the thought is, is that the virus was in a live animal, then it crossed into a human. But then what we found was that people were getting sick in terms of healthcare workers, in terms of family members that were looking after them, which now meant that the virus can pass from human to another human. Just like all viruses, it needs to reach a target, which is your lung, and it has to get there with your help. It has no feet and no wings, so therefore it needs us to move it there. So that's why we keep saying, don't hang around sneezy people because you're gonna breathe it in, and don't touch your face because that's how the virus is gonna get in. The masks are helpful, but they're not necessary because they're leaky. The ones that you and I buy basically have pockets here, so therefore the virus can get in. What the masks really do is they stop us from touching our face. If you're sick, we tend to mask you, so therefore you're not spewing out the viruses to other people sitting around you. The true people that have the real masks are the N95. Those are sealed. These are for the doctors that may be caring uh, for the patients. So in the beginning, the coronavirus will cause kind of like flu-like symptoms or a cold. So people just get the stuffy nose, that kind of thing. But you'll understand that as soon as that virus starts manufacturing in your lung cells, they're producing all these copies of the virus, all of a sudden now you kill the lung cells. So now you can't exchange oxygen. And that's why one of the early symptoms is people get very short of breath and they tend to have a difficult time breathing and that's why they end up in hospital. 
can't breathe right now. So currently, unfortunately, we don't have a direct treatment for the coronavirus. So we don't have a medication that can kill it off. And so it's really supportive. So in other words, the patient can't breathe. We give them oxygen, help them to breathe. They can't drink. So therefore, we give them fluids to support them. Their kidneys begin to shut down. We help them with all those things. So it's a very supportive process. This is a new virus that we've never seen before. So our immune system, our army, are having a hard time figuring out what to do. So usually what we have to do is we make something called antibodies. So these are things that can grab onto the spikes that we see on the virus and it will get rid of the virus for you. And that will actually bring you back to good health. So therefore the elderly may have a worse outcome. And of course the young children, so the babies, their immune system is not so good either. So they may not make those antibodies as well. So just remember your hands may be with virus. Virus cannot hurt you because it can't get through the skin. But the moment I do this, now I've brought the virus right to where it wants to go. So let's remember not to touch our hands to our face. So let's say you think that you might have been on a plane or you might have bumped into somebody that has it. What should you do? So the first thing is to contact a healthcare worker to tell them that potentially you have it. If you're feeling symptoms and you're going to go into a facility, call ahead. Okay, so whether you're calling the paramedics or whether you're calling the hospital or your doctor, just mention that you were on a flight. If you don't have any symptoms, then what we do is a little bit of a self-quarantine. In other words, we can just keep you away from other people, and so you don't go into parties, don't go with your friends, don't go into public transportation. So we can contain it very easily by making sure that you do a self-confinement, so to speak, uh, for the, let's say, seven to 14 days is the longest incubation time. So after that, if you're feeling well, then you don't have anything to worry about. So if we get the facts right, then we don't have to be overly worried, but we do the right things so that we don't get the virus ourselves and that we don't pass it on to others. And if we look after each other in this way, this virus will have nowhere to go. It needs us to move it, it needs us to make copies for it, and if we don't help it, then the virus will stop. So we have the power to do that right now. So it's a good Dr. summary. And, yep. Yeah. Of course, I, I couldn't get out of my mind that he's from Toronto. So then if there's going to be a cure for this, it'll be up to us to do it yeah. here in the United States. And my face is itching and I want to touch it. Yes. Right. But, but and that, I'm somewhat hard to breathe. Right? Yeah. Or y'all think y'all feel yeah. your chest I just realize I'm a face toucher. I, I'll yeah, rub my oh, nose. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah, rub right. my nose. Uh, so, my face yeah. is itching right now. Right now. Should I itch it? Yeah. Use, your, use your shirt. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, it's uh, nine minutes now to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. So uh, I know if you're like uh, a lot of us and you're driving around and you got you love your new high-tech automobile, we all do. Man, look at all this tech until some of it breaks. <sighs> now you got a sensor and I got all this going on and then you look down and your car is no longer under the uh, the manufacturer's warranty and you're like, well, I mean, hey, you can't even have a, a sensor. Uh, but anyway, carshield.com is there. Uh, outside of your home, your car, truck, or SUV is probably the most important thing you own. And if you don't believe that, wait till you don't have access to it. Just wait. I- ask Big Nate down, to, down at the uh, airport mm. if an automobile's big. So anyway, keeping it running is, is crucial. Uh, and so why don't you go ahead and get an affordable protection plan 
from our friends at Car Shield. You put these automobiles, the, the warranties over under the Car Shield, and now you've got a protection plan that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including, as I mentioned, those computers, the GPS, electronics, and more. Choose the plan, bub, that you want. There's various there, uh, various plans. Then you choose the mechanic or the dealership that you want to do the work, and then Car Shield takes care of the rest. So once you've made your decision, Car Shield comes in. Hey, by the way, here's you a rental car. While yours is being fixed, we'll deal directly with the mechanic or the dealership of your choice. If it's a covered repair, we'll handle everything. We'll pay them directly. And don't forget, we also give you 24-7 roadside assistance if you're protected by CarShield. So get coverage from America's number one auto protection provider right now by going to carshield.com. Use the code Bubba. You'll save 10%. Call 1-800-CAR-6000. Mention Bubba to them. You'll also save 10% from CarShield. Bubba, you heard it said... Uh, everybody may dislike lawyers until you need one. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time during these scares that we all take another look at our disdain for Big Pharma. Because I got news for you. We're all hoping Big Pharma comes through right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick, you know, thank the good Lord above for Big Pharma right now. Yep. As a matter of fact, we're having a summit at the White House today. The leading drug manufacturers are meeting with Trump to update him on their progress, of their study of this disease, and potential vaccines or treatments uh and i'm sure we'll hear about that later today but you know i know that people are not happy sometimes with drug prices i got yeah sure and i know it appears that there's some problems with what other countries pay and what we pay got that got to work on it but again nowhere else in the world do they have the opportunity to do what they do here. And, Rick, thank goodness for Big Pharma because the U.S. and our technology will be the one that stops this. Or one of our, uh, you know, allies that have people who have been trained in the U.S. Yeah, we'll I mean, fund like, it. We, we fund it. We, we, we educate, you know, most of these high-tech uh, jobs around the world. They come here. They go home. But look for our big pharma to be the one that finally puts a roadblock in front of this thing. I say big, you say pharma. Big pharma, big pharma. pharma. Because but uh, now uh, we have we have people who are on the campaign trail today that part of their whole speech is about big pharma and how we need to cut the legs out from under them, take away their profits, limit their pricing. And look, we certainly can work on the pricing issue. I understand that. Agree with that. But this is what we can't do. We can't cripple our ability to do research and development in this country by the very smartest high-tech firms that there are on the planet. That will be akin to, you know, committing health suicide. I mean, we just can't do that. And there are people who would do that. There are people who, if they had already been in, would have already done that. We have got to use... Uh, this and the free enterprise system to to come up t- with an answer for this, just like we do other issues. Yeah, there'll be there's people that thank go, you, Big Pharma. Yeah. Let me just say thank you, Big Pharma. Big Pharma, thank we, you. We, I'm not I'm not going to be wearing a, a mask on one hand and be mad at Big Pharma on the other. No. So so Big Pharma is is going to hopefully come through like they have many times. Yep. And you know what's going to make them come through? You know when the driving forces will be. And I know I hate to break everybody's heart. You know sometimes you have to sit there and say. In this room is a guy talking through a big PA system. There is no wizard. Right. Okay. Right. Is you know what it will drive it to? Certainly the goodness of people's hearts. Yep. But you know what else will be driving it? Capitalism. Yep. If I can come up with the drug and our company come up with the drug that ends the coronavirus scare, 
we go into the house and our and and people who have stock in our company, their retirement plans, all this, everybody's going to do a great big yeah. bump. They'll take a big old bump. Yep. And and so, so let me ask you this: If you hear there is, uh, and, and let's assume that this keeps spreading, and mm-hmm. you know it's not if but when, and this gets as bad as what it potentially could. Now it may not. Hopefully it won't. Yeah. yeah. But are you are you going to rely on one of the U.S. pharmaceutical companies? Or are you going to rely on some answer that came out of Wuhan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, are you going to line up to get the Chinese antidote for it? I, I probably am not. And I tell you what, I'm probably not going to wait on Cuba. I'm probably not going to wait on Cuba to get it for me either. No, or Venezuela. Let me let me promise. Or Canada, you. frankly, I appreciate me, Peter's Peter Lynn's uh, level-headed approach to this. Yeah. but he still doesn't have the the cure. He just says we need to get it. No, as a matter of fact, if he wanted to to give you a scan to check your lungs, you might have a you know two or three week wait. We're here in the U.S. We can decide if we want to go. This way to get it, or that way to get it on our way home. That's okay. good, big farmer. We need you right now. Hmm. And uh, but and then the other thing, I hated to bring this up. And somebody's already emailed me about it. I've been warning everyone <laughs> about animals, and and here we go. This may be the biggest covert o- operation they've ever done. I mean, you know they they yeah. they they threw coronavirus on us, mm-hmm. and buddy, I told you they were after us, and I've been saying this for years. Where did coronavirus start? What did Peter Lynn say? Animals. From an animal. Well, they have them. I mean, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. common. Now, and so do humans. And I warned everybody about this. You licking your dog in the mouth? I that's, bet you won't that, now. That's it. Hey, I bet you won't now. You <laughs> might, don't make fun of the guy licking the gate if you're licking your dog. <laughs> no, that's yeah. straight up. You get those people that oh, yes, right, I love you. <laughs> and it's all up in your mouth. Yeah, they bought into uh-huh. that stuff, a dog's mouth cleaner than humans. Not, not based on his diet. No, I disagree. The, uh, well, Rick, you got to wait to the dog days of summer. I mean, everybody knows right. that. It's like eating oysters but, on the right did, month. Did this come from animals or not? It did. It did. Yeah. Everybody down here can't have nothing. Live animals and this in is the market. A, this is another, to me, just another sign of how uh, communism has failed the planet. Yeah, of course it's All these the things always come out of there. They don't ever have a handle on it. Hey, and you now can't the even, whole world's dealing hey, with it. You can't even have pharma. You know, so, so you, Rick, why, I just don't understand why everything has to come out of that Asian rim area. I don't get it. It's a lot of people, Bo. And it's a lot of folks. But I mean, there's a lot of people in other places. I know, You've never but, heard of the New York City virus, have you? Well, you ever heard of the LA virus? No. Texas virus? Chicago virus? <laughs> what is the deal? Top of the hour, we'll come back. Read Across America coming up. They're playing with fire over there, Rick. They're playing with fire. They are. Midway through the next hour. We'll get some phone calls to get it started. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Anything you want to talk about. If you're still with us next, dial up. We'll talk to you when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Moving daily. That common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, thank you so much for being with us today. Read Across America comes your way this hour. Uh, so we'll do the world's largest classroom, Dr. Seuss's birthday, and of course, Read Across America. Uh, we mentioned happy birthday, Greg and I, our sister, her birthday today. Uh, part of Read Across America. Happy birthday, sissy. Uh, and also, themanchurch.com went live today. So all that has already happened. If you just now joined us, 
Uh, welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Well, he's glad to be here, Rick. Bubs. Thank you. And happy birthday to Sissy. Yeah. Happy, yeah. happy Independence Day to yeah. Texas and uh, everybody else that's having a special day today. Well, Dr. Yeah. Seuss. That's right. Tip of the old cat in the hat to you. Yeah. <laughs> Tip of the old cat in the hat, baby. Still much to cover on the program today. Our first phone troll of the day and of the week. The lines are available at 866-WE-BE-BIG and Stretch Armstrong is ready to go. If you got a question, a comment, now's the time to do it. Bring them in at 866-WE-BE-BIG. A long distance Jody in Alabama will get us starting uh, started at the end of 30 seconds. Buzzer will sound, so we'll get them quickly. Lines are available if you want to move to get in as well. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Get them phones are trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone trolling. Hello, Jody. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, I was calling y'all. I just wanted to let y'all know I'm actually a millennial conservative. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, It's like seeing Bigfoot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see if y'all watched on Fox News last night, uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin. They had... uh, Charlie Kirk, the Turning Point USA guy on there, and it was probably the most intelligent conversation I've ever heard about the state of our country, the indoctrination of the... He's on the show this week, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's on our podcast, Charlie Kirk, this week. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, isn't it? Is he on? He's on the show. No, right? no, no, he's on. He's on Wednesday at nine thirty-five a.m. Central Time. Okay, he's he, on. The he's show. on the yes. big show. Yes, he's, he's on, on the something. big show. Yeah, yeah. and I, I have this. I, thought I had, podcast too, I had this printed wrong. out for you guys uh, as far as him being in our market. She mentioned Charlie Kirk, who was on uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin last night, and uh, his new book is the the MAGA Doctrine. He's doing a book signing, as a matter of fact, in Birmingham this Thursday night. For those of you in the Birmingham area, at Books a Million at uh, at Brookwood Village. And he will be on the show Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll, we'll interview. And him. we just we can't we hate that you guys couldn't be with him. He, they, he really wanted you guys, but I know y'all couldn't. So yep. having him on the show was uh, the next best. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a Thursday night uh, for Bubba and I. Yeah. Versus, hey, we could just interview you on the show. We'll yeah. pick interview you on the show. Sure. Uh, every mm-hmm. time, but yeah. plus more people get to hear him anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'd be great. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Daniel in Wetumpka. Daniel. Daniel, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Thirty seconds. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, buddy. Uh, just wanted to give y'all a heads up, man. First, first, I'll say that you know Jesus Christ is Lord; and He's in control. Yep, of course. Anyways, that being said, uh, I, I read a letter uh, that came from a. And this is on coronavirus. I read a letter that came from 2005, a general in uh, China. The letter stated that within 15 years they needed to send something to America that would not damage the infrastructure that they could take out Americans and gain control of the country. And I just thought that was very interesting. Uh, wanted to give y'all a heads up on it. And y'all can look it up yourselves. It's a letter from 2005. So so this is from who? A general. Uh, it's a, it was China. a general in uh, China mm-hmm. at the time that was over the military. Well, and Daniel, here, really here's cool the thing. I, 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 there's so many theories out there. As a matter of fact, we've been misquoted in Media Matters. We'll talk about that a little later today. About what Absolutely. it is, what it happened. I mean, I, I got uh, in a discussion this weekend about is is coronavirus the pale horse of the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse? I don't think so. Um, but um, you know, it, here's the here's the problem. I think with that theory, um, if they didn't have an antidote to save their own people, then they basically bombed themselves. Um, and they're going to have more damage from it than anybody. Now, some people say, well, they got plenty to spare. Maybe so. And, and we certainly know that the communist leaders don't, don't uh, you know, they don't value lives like we would. Uh, 
but um, I, I don't know. It seems like it's it's out of control there. Uh, that if you don't have the antidote and a way to fence in these kind of things, uh, I, I think you're you know you're shooting yourself. If it, if you were going to weaponize it, I guess you could say they were going to weaponize it at one point and they got away from yeah, it. Yeah, now that and that yeah. has been one of the yeah. theories yeah. that have been floated around out there. Yeah. yeah, sure. But we may it may also be when this is all said and done, we'll be on the show five years <clears> from now going, y'all remember that coronavirus thing? Yeah, just like we said about SARS, just like we said about mirrors, just like we said about swine, yeah, just like we said about bird. Uh, you know, it's uh, – and don't don't miss – the people are – so e- hysteria is one of the easiest things you can do. Yep. My goodness, y'all. So, and social media has been like putting gas on that. Oh, yeah. What if Orson Welles, when he did uh, War of the Worlds – If he'd uh, had World, social media, yeah. If, yeah, he, yeah. If, if he had social media, look what he did without even social media. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. so you can imagine. Uh, we, we, We'd have burned half the country down. Right. We continue. Uh, let's go to Ann in Georgia. Ann, 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning. Hey. Um, I'm not worried about catching this, okay? But uh, our family doctor has already told me several times, in fact, last time was this past October, since I'm allergic to a lot of medicines, if I come down with anything they cannot treat, I end up in the hospital. They treat me with antibiotics and medications I am allergic to, anaphylactic shock included, and they will treat whatever is wrong with me plus anaphylactic shock. So you just have to go in there and, and suffer through it. Wow. Well, if it's if it's viral yeah. uh, antibiotics, it's not going to help yeah. anyway. Now, yeah. you sometimes have secondary bacterial infections from that, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that could be bad. <clears throat> Debbie and Wetumpka. Debbie, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hello. So, hi. Hey, hey Debbie. I'm going to ask a quick question. Mm-hmm. Now, with this coronavirus, what happens if someone that got quarantined decides they're not going to stay and they escape? What they going to do then? Are they going to put them on America's Most Wanted? Well, they've already had people do yeah, that. They, yeah, they've that's already it. happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that that's human. <laughs> That's human nature. That happens. Yeah, they usually don't put people with machine gun nests guarding them. Right. Um, you know, they they they're, they're out there and they have some resistance to it. But uh, if somebody decided to, <laughs> to charge the gate, I think they could get out. Which again is, an, is another reason that you don't want to scatter these people all over the country faster than the virus could get there on its own. They might say, "Let them truckers roll." Ten four. Ten four. Daniel in West Virginia. Boy. Daniel, go ahead. West Virginia. Ma ma ma. Daniel, hey guys, hey, hey. You there? I'm sorry. Usually, those my gosh, you had a you had a theme uh, song, Daniel. My goodness, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Usually, those are quick. Anyway, hey, I was gone last week. I had to catch up on the podcast. I heard y'all talk about the guy, uh, the space trash, and the flat Earth, round Earth thing. And you know, I thought trying to convince a flat earther that the Earth is round is like trying to convince a pre-tribber and the post-trib theology, or vice versa. Oh gosh, you will you will you hit that out of the park? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah the well, don't get into those people. That denominational stuff and different theology is always a blast. Thanks for your phone calls. We'll get more of them later in the program. When we come back, it's time for Rick and Bubba's world's largest classroom. Yep, yep. Teachers and classes all over the country ready for Read Across America, Dr. Seuss's birthday. And we'll do green eggs and ham for you when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it 
brings it is me 19 minutes past the hour. Hello and welcome I to Rick and Bubba's world's largest classroom. Hello, students. Hello, teachers. Thank you for being with us today. We want the pictures. Teacher, send us a picture. If you've got your kids uh, sitting in front of our YouTube stream or however you're, you're watching it, uh, please, or listening to it, whatever you're doing, uh, send us a picture. We'd love to take those, put those out on social media, and kind of give uh, the rest of the audience uh, some looks into Rick and Bubba's world's largest classroom. Bubba, nice hat to you, sir. Thank you. You've heard of a cat and a hat. I'm a Bubba and a hat. A Bubba and a hat. <laughs> Bubba, today we are talking to 10,000-plus students across 14 states, and some are still signing up. Atlanta, Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Illinois, Wisconsin, the great state of Texas. Happy Independence Day, Texas. Uh, uh, Washington is checking in, North Carolina, and Alaska. Mm. All watching and listening to the world's largest classroom. So, students, we're glad you're here. Today is Read Across America. Dr. Seuss's birthday, we will read for you today, Green Eggs and Ham. Your teacher may have a copy there. If not, you can watch on our YouTube channel. Mr. Adler will be uh, rolling through the book for you. So let's get started. Uh, so, students, let's all settle in. Golden ticket seats, paying attention. Mm-hmm. Crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. We start with a very straightforward statement. I am Sam. No. <laughs> I am Sam. And then again, I am Sam. Sam, uh, you'll find out, kids, is the greatest salesman the world has ever known. All right? Sam, I am. Driving home the name, being sure this guy knows. And then the response to Sam. That Sam I am. That Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Not off to a good start, No. Wasn't he a member of the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> so Sam then wants him to know what, what we're going to be doing for the rest of the book. Do you like green eggs and ham? Straightforward. Remember, if you're selling students, always go for the ask. I like that robot hand he's I got too. there, too. I do, too. I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Children, if you were a salesperson for the Rick and Bubba show, this is you telling someone, would you like to be on the Rick and Bubba show? And they say no. But notice Sam is the example that this person needs to be on the Rick and Bubba show. <laughs> you would like them here or there. I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Bubba, is that, is that tough to follow? It is. Have you have you ever noticed he doesn't wear shoes? I have. I have. Kids, always wear your shoes, <laughs> okay, unless it's you know you have your parents' permission. He's got really hairy feet. Yes. So what you do now is you give different scenarios. Maybe it's where we are. Right. Yeah. Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? Probably not the best mm-hmm. one to start with. Mm-hmm. I do not like them in a house, and I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. What kind of bush is that blue bush behind him? Do you know? Bubba, that is the very sought-after uh, uh, blue <laughs> fetheria. <laughs> you know, if you have a weird name, people right. go, ooh. Oh, yeah. Hibiscus. <laughs> Would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? Children, let's stop right there. Right. Don't eat anything with a fox. No. Because no. foxes can be rabid. Yep. Yeah. If the fox wants to eat with you, it's likely rabid. Yep. Don't pet That's or play point. with foxes. Right. right. Not in a box. Not with a fox. Not in a house. Not with a mouse. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. There it is. Some red dirt. But boy, is <laughs> is Sam tenacious, Bubba? He is. He will not give up. Kind of a bit. 
I love it. Yeah. You know, that's how you should be with your grades, too. Don't give up. Thank you, Bubba. Right. Well said. Yeah. If only we had applied that to our yeah. life. Sure, Rick. Yeah, and study. We're talking about what you should do, not past history. <laughs> would you, could you in a car, eat them, eat them? Here they are. I would not, could not in a car. You may like them, you will see. Huh? You may like them in a tree. Mm, in a tree. Do yeah. not drive your car up a tree, no. children. No. No. Also, don't eat with a fox, don't eat with a mouse, and don't eat in a tree. <laughs> yeah. I would not, could not in a tree, not in a car. You let me be. Obviously, we see this man as a Beatles fan. (laughs) Your teacher will get that. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. Now, this is where Sam goes almost like maniacal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't don't be afraid to just This is keep... where the rookies quit. Yeah. 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 A train. A train. A train. A train. Could you, would you on a train? Hmm. Not on a train. Not in a tree. Not in a car. Sam, let me be. I would not, could not in a box. I could not, would not with a fox. I will not eat them with a mouse. I will not eat them in a house. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. Say. <laughs> in the dark. Here in the dark. Would you, could you in the dark? I could not, I would not in the dark. Nice save, Rick. Would you, could you in the rain? Well, today where we are. It is rain. Some of you may not have rain watching this. We got it. I would not, could not in the rain, not in the dark, not on the train, not in a car, not in a tree. I do not like them, Sam, you see, not in a house, not in a box, not with a mouse, not with a fox. I will not eat them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. There's no place our situation, I'll eat these things. And this is where I love Sam. Uh-huh. So you don't like green eggs? Anymore. <laughs> I do not like them, Sam I am. Could you, would you with a goat? I would not, could not with a goat. Would you, could you on a boat? Now that might be nice. Yeah. Uh, I could not, would not on a boat. I will not, will not with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on a train. Not in the dark, not in the tree, not in the car. You let me be. I do not like them in a box, and I do not like them with a fox. I will not eat them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. No, I mean, nowhere, Speedy. <laughs> and then he, then he doubles down. Uh-huh. Now we're in the water, too. <laughs> I do not like... Green eggs and ham. Period. I hope he didn't have to be anywhere today. He's right, of course. Right, right. Yeah, he is. I do not like them. <laughs> Sam, I am. Speedy, can you give us an underwater person? Because he's underwater. <laughs> That's pretty good. You do not like them. Uh, you do not like them, Gregory. So you say. <laughs> try them, try them, and you may. <laughs> try them, and you may. I say. Hmm. Okay. I mean, look. Aren't they wet now, too? Yeah. Oh, they've been Yuck. quite a journey. And by yeah. the way, Sam has won. He's beat him down now. Yeah. yeah. You, you see you see him beginning to cry. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Sam, if you will let me be, I will try them, and you will see. Children, do not do this if people knock on your door and they're dressed funny and there's bikes laying in the road. That's right. Okay? Yes. It's go ahead. You know, don't, don't give in. No. All right. So here we go. Now here's the big moment. Look at him. I didn't know a goat could swim. Yeah. They yeah they're surprisingly that. good in the water. Yeah. I can't. I know they climb. So he's looking at the green eggs and ham students, and then he tries them. Hmm. Say. 
I like green eggs and ham. I do. I like them, Sam. I am. I would eat them in a boat, and I would eat them with a goat, and I will eat them in the rain and in the dark and on a train and in the car and in a tree. They're so, so good, you see. So I will eat them in a box, and I will eat them with a fox, and I will eat them in a house, and I will eat them with a mouse. I will eat them here and there. Say, I'll eat them anywhere. Oh, I I do so like green eggs and ham, Bubba. Thank you, thank you, Sam. I am. There it is, students. Teachers send us those pictures. Mm -hmm. There it is. Love the pictures. This was uh, uh, Doctor Seuss had had a buddy that uh, that that dared him. Said, "Can you write a book using only fifty words?" And Doctor Seuss took the challenge. And that, that's how we got green eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. Only 50 words. He was quite a man, Rick. Quite a man. Yeah, so send us the pictures. And students, just remember See, Dad. that uh, your, your old friends, Rick and Bubba, yeah, he went on in. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friends, Rick and Bubba, I know that some of you are, are young, but we've looked at our mortgages. We're going to be here a while. Yeah. And, uh, at so, least 15 to 20. Yeah, yeah. As long as we mentally and physically <laughs> physically can do this, we will be here. Mentally and physically. Yeah, and so will you please – like be the next generation of, of listeners and viewers of this show. We need you. Yeah. And uh, you know, and if your mom and dad won't listen to us, I mean, I, I mean, beg just like Sam. Yeah. Yep. Don't I'm be sure about the, the product. Tell, that we talk about. Yeah, yeah. Tell your mom and daddy, hey, you know, you may like them. You may like them, so you'll see. <laughs> you know, and, you will like them yeah, just like yeah, me. I want to try Rick. I want. I want. I want to try the Rick and Bubba show, mom and daddy, please. <laughs> so, and of course, our stores at rickandbubba.com, But you don't have to go there and ask no. mom and dad to buy you anything. Right. No. But uh, I mean, to eat whatever you feel led to do. Yeah. Rick and Bubba's world's largest classroom. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Teachers, thank you very much. Appreciate what you do. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, and thank you, kids, for being good, paying attention, and thank you for watching and or listening to the Rick and Bubba Show and being part of the world's largest classroom. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Read across America in the bag for another year. It's now archive. It'll be archived out there today. You can go by and grab it or you can listen to it on the podcast archives if you need it for later. Uh, all right, so Compassion, speaking to children, compassion.com slash Bubba. There are children uh, that uh, do, do not have access to things like this classroom that we just. Uh, just did, and um, they don't have access to that uh, because uh, they don't. Uh, they're, they're in dire poverty. They don't have access to clean water. Uh, you know, you heard the story uh, last week when John Thomas shared with us about the kids that buried their sandwich that they were given on on uh, on Friday to try to make it through the weekend. Uh, and uh, and so here, here's the deal: Why don't you go to compassion.com/bubba right now? There's a child that is looking for someone to sponsor them. It'll be about a dollar a day for you to sponsor that child, and that child will then, because of your sacrifice, will begin to have access to those things. You'll get updates on how the child is doing, uh, and I know that it will help this child. I know it will help that, that family and that, that community, but don't underestimate what it's going to do for you and your family. I mean, if you, you, that may be the, the, motivating, the biggest motivating force is you need something for your family to be radically changed uh, by looking at the updates you're getting on this child and what it's going to do for your family. Maybe you start appreciating and we start appreciating the things we have that we, we take for granted. It'd be a great lesson for your, your children. So compassion.com slash Bubba. 
Go find a child to sponsor today. So many of you have done that, and we're so thankful. Keep praying through it. If you think this is what you feel led to do, please do that. Compassion.com slash Bubba, or go to rickandbubba.com. You'll find it there under the Sponsors button as well. Now, Bubba, tell me about Media Matters. Now, I understand they're out there to try to be sure they get the truth there, bud. Rick, this is kind of funny. If you if you follow media and you follow politics, you already know who Media Matters for America is. It's a, it's a nonprofit organization with a stated mission of comprehensively monitoring, analyzing, and correcting conservative misinformation in the U.S. media. In other words, they're out to get conservatives. They're a left-wing organization. Oh, don't stop all that propaganda out there by that, the far right. That, that act like they are the check, the facts checkers for everybody when they're really just pushing their liberal left-wing agenda. And just to show you how on top of it they are, <laughs> they have a report that came out Friday. It was called Medical Journal Lancet Disavows Coronavirus Conspiracy Theories After Being Cited Alongside Right-Wing Disinformation. So basically they are dogging uh, right-wing conspiracy people who have brought up the issue that the coronavirus could have been weaponized by China. Okay, they're saying that that you're so far out in the outfield with that thinking and right. and all of this, and and they're saying that people who did this was quoting the Lancet report. Now, this was a report that indicated that it may have been weaponized, okay, or at least had that leaning to it, and it has been quoted by members of Congress, people in the media, and they're running a list down of people who have misquoted this report uh, and are helping to cause. Uh, uh, Panic right. in the U.S. With misinformation. Okay. I go down here to number four. Co-host Rick Burgess of mm. the radio show Rick and Bubba referenced Cotton's claims about the Lancet to lend credence to a conjecture made by his co-host Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> to what? Boy, Media Matters is all over there. All over it, Get that, get, the, get this information corrected. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm and if you research Bubba the Love Sponge, he's got a lot more problems than this little propaganda. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Now, what they're he referring is not to, clicking on the manchurch.com. <laughs> yeah, what, what they're referring to with Cotton is Senator Tom Cotton, who made a reference <laughs> to Tom this report Cotton. when he was uh, okay. talking in the Senate, okay? But here's the thing about Bubba Media Matters, and this is funny. <laughs> One, you, you have the co-host totally wrong. You could not be any more wrong. But, Rick, they're looking for accuracy mm-hmm. in the media. Oh, yes. Uh, so you have to wonder, if you miss that by that much, <laughs> what else are you missing out there? So these- and, and, the, and the other point is, we never quoted the Lancet report here. We did talk about someone that we had. It was a source that said they thought it was weaponized, and they said why. And we've also had guests on, like Gary Palmer, who is a representative in Congress, who said, absolutely not. It's just the natural, uh, you know, next step in a, in a virus that mutates, and we haven't had to deal with it before. So we, I think we have fairly talked about both sides of the issue yeah, on but, this. Well, but there is a theory out there that it was weaponized. We're not saying it is. I don't have proof. I don't know. Yeah, but, but to your point, we also had a congressman said we really don't think it right. was. And we've covered both yeah. sides of that. So I think... I think Media Matters, once again, and of course they don't keep score on how many times they blow it, Right? Uh, have have blown this on twofold. One, Bubba the Love Sponge is not the co-host of the Rick and Bubba show. Hmm. And two, 
we didn't quote the Lancet report because I never even heard of the Lancet report till I read it in this story. Well, we go back to this again to Bubba's main point. Lend credence to the conjecture. Yeah. So Media Matters <laughs> prides itself on making sure mm-hmm. they clear up misinformation. And By in, right-wing media. In their article, <laughs> they are quoting misinformation. They can't even get the right Bubba right. Mm-mm. Okay, they, but they, they want you to know they're they're out there. They're going to be the ones to be sure and illuminate any misinformation from the evil right, and they can't even get the story right. They can't even get the host right. This is a three line report. Right, they have the host wrong. They have the reference to Tom Cotton wrong. They have the the quote or the reference to the Lancet wrong. All of that was wrong. My source on it was independent. I spoke with them directly. It had nothing to do with any of these guys. I don't even know who they are. And they also did not report that uh, they also had the, a congressman from Alabama that said that he the, the, the information they have, they do not think it's weaponized. Right. So all that's left out from the very source that says they're going to clarify, you can depend on them for the truth, but yet that three lines is filled with how many, how many things that aren't true? Four things? Uh, at least four. Yep. That'll wave media matters. Hey, media matters. You're all over it, baby. On top of it. How long does it take you? This shows you the state of journalism today. How, lo- how long does it take you to figure out who, who, which Bubba we're talking about here? Hey, all you have to do is hit the website. I you, think you can figure that out. You can go out. to rickandbubba.com, and, and you know exactly what you're talking about. Come on. It, it's relatively quick and easy. Not shocked, but just want to set the record straight. Yeah, you are not Bubba the Love Sponge. No. Thank, no. thank the Lord for that. No. Did you say your daughter gets asked that a lot? Sometimes yes. Been yes, college? she does at college, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he still... On the air, or is he? I, don't a pop- know. I know he had a bad legal problem with the. Oh yeah, he had a couple the, of issues. Yeah, the ratings books. I think he, he was doing a podcast or something last time I heard. I don't know. I didn't really, we see, didn't we see a new story thing, on it? He had to go through that. Right. You know that yeah. was that was rough. Yes. And didn't he call here to try to prank us one time? He did. Yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah I, so. I think he may be on somewhere in Florida. Can you imagine if he is still on the air? And I, guess, I think he is in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah, I'm sure. What what he's going to do with this article today? Because <laughs> the only person more offended by them getting this wrong than us <laughs> is him. him. Is right. him. Uh, right. Yeah. So media matters, but hey, hey, matters. hey, they all over it. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Look for the correction tomorrow. Right. <laughs> should, should, should we wait on that? So, what if we? That's set- like putting Bears prediction record up on ESPN. Speaking of that, have you seen Tony Romo's deal? Hey. How about Tony Romo talking about a deal in the Tony media? Romanowski. <laughs> Different. Big deal. So Tony Romo, CBS, is going to retain I, him. I like Romo the whole time. I know some of y'all didn't like him to begin with. He's growing on you, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He ain't 17 million for it. <laughs> I tell you, let me tell you who loves this. Everybody else that calls ball games. Yep. Oh, yeah. The we'll scale just went up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour. You got Rick and Bubba. Thank you for being with us today. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events uh, tonight. Pleasant Grove Baptist Church. TheManChurch.com uh, is live today. You've heard us talking about this. I'll be there with uh, the men of Pleasant Grove to kick off uh, the Man Church uh, discipleship strategy with their men tonight. So looking forward to being there. And if you want to be there, just simply come, and you'll go to rickandbubba.com. You can find those at upcoming events. Another one coming up on March the 19th, the Lakeside 
Baptist Church there in the Birmingham area, too. And you can see any of the upcoming uh, stops or speaking engagements or anything we're associated with at the O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events at rickandbubba.com. We mentioned Tony Romo going to the break of Bubba. How about old Tony Romo? Tony, Tony. Uh, so it looks like that CBS will bring Tony Romo back to the broadcast booth. Uh, long-term deal. Uh, and a spokesperson for the network has confirmed to multiple outlets that Tony Romo, Greg, stay with me, will receive $17 million per year. That's a big one. He will now be the highest-paid NFL analyst in television history. Good for three Tony. years into it. Yep. Good so now, who, who will as he you be, said, good for other analysts. Who will he be matched up with? Jim Nance. He is going to be with Nance. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. See, because like now ESPN, who was waiting, right? They had he had till March to strike a deal with CBS, or others could make offers. See, they're talking about Peyton Manning and people like that, and I imagine they're going to write a huge check. Because Tony's just raised the bar pretty so, high. Uh, help me out here. Was he with CBS? Yes. Okay, so he's staying, he's staying put. Got it. Like I said, they okay. said he had three marks. I was to say he does Nance now, so I was, yeah. I was confused. He was about to be a free agent, and yeah. then he, got, he went ahead and re-signed with them before the others were sitting there. The rumor was they were ready to pay him that, too. And I guess he likes where he was. You know how that is. And, uh, <clears throat> well, here's the question. And how him and Nance <clears throat> do a great job. You're the uh, Cowboy fan here. <clears throat> Could we say that Tony Romo is a better analyst than he was quarterback? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I thought so. And I liked him as a quarterback. I thought he's <clears> a right. really good quarterback in the NFL. I really did. <clears throat> he did. Not he, a, he not, was good. Not he elite. Was not, he wasn't elite. He's not yeah. elite, but he was really good. Um, well, but I know, think he's better. At, uh, he's. If you I, get the starting job in the NFL, you're a good quarterback. Yeah, you're really good. Oh, yeah. Good. No yeah. question. Yeah. Right. Even if they're taking a yeah. chance. Yeah. I'll always, but how many I always kind of laugh play? at that when an NFL quarterback is playing. Everybody goes, man, he sucks. Yeah, I know. Like, well, no, I probably wouldn't be an NFL quarterback. I get you he might not be as better as, yeah. or as yeah. good as some yeah. of the other guys. But he's at I the elite that. level. Right. He, yeah. So he's yeah, so the so least he's, of the elite. So he's probably pretty good. Yeah, well, what you you're saying, you, you can say there's moments where you go, well, in that particular decision, that was a bad decision. This particular belief. Overall, but – but Tony Romo, and, and Bubba, you said it, this same thing we believe in our business. Every analyst out there that, that's, uh, that does a good job just said, well, okay, so, so now the, the top standard is $17 million a year. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm, if I'm half that. Right, yeah. Right. Did you see? Y'all think now, I'm, is that a year? Is that over so many years? What is the deal? A year. My age. He made yeah. last year a little over $3 million. And they said up well, to, before he got this, Madden was the highest paid ever at $8 million a year. And uh, that was a long doubled time. Doubled him up. Uh, yeah, I mean, think how long ago that was, though, when Madden signed yeah. his. I think that's what, 2000? Well, yeah, Madden, 8 million in Madden's years, oh, maybe yeah, 17 yeah. million. But the, what's uh, funny is it stayed there this long as the top before anybody topped it. Not only, like I said, not only he topped it, he hammered it. Uh, what does the elite quarterbacks in the NFL make? Uh, was it now 35 million something? Predict? A year? And they're, yeah, what, I think who, so. I think so it's in the but, 30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to take 17 and not get hit. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. he was taking seventeen a year as a player anyway. No, no, I mean I think his salary is detailed at the bottom of that article. It goes through a couple. I think three years he, he made at least he, seventeen million. He made he made one hundred twenty seven point four million in total. That's mm-hmm. over fourteen I'm years. Old. Yeah, that's over fourteen. I didn't realize years. he was there fourteen years. Don't say uh, that either. He made more than seventeen million in two thousand seven, making seventeen five, and then he made twenty five million in in twenty thirteen, seventeen million in fifteen. So yes, he's been paid more than this before. To be a quarterback, they got paid twenty five wow. million in two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, but he just went from three million a year to seventeen. Oh, that's the, that's what you got to look at. Yeah. That's what yeah. you got to look at. And and you know what? If I, at my agent, if I was an analyst right now, 
I'd say call whatever network I work for <laughs> and ask them if they think I'm half as good as Tony Romo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell them I will take eight, five right now. I don't claim to be the best, but right. I think I'm half as good as he is. Uh, is this a little quick? Good for, for him. a guy who's been doing it for three years, all of a sudden he's the top guy? Oh, it's a look. This, sometimes people want to keep you in those shoot-ready aim, and ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. No. For the person who gets it. You remember I saw Romo at the beach one time. You remember that? I do remember that. And I, I was looking. I thought, man, I know that guy. I know that guy. And then when he left, I went, "That guy, that was Romo." <laughs> yeah. And I googled he, it, and he was in town for a fishing tournament. So he's gotten be- uh, better on calling that. When he first started, I didn't like him because he kept calling, telling you what was about to happen. And he would bet you five dollars. <laughs> five dollars swept left. You know, I'm like, come on, Tony. What play was that? Well, swept <laughs> left. <laughs> That's what a trick play. A lot of people don't know. Right. And I'll be honest with you, it gets on my nerves. I was watching the XFL the other day. I'm tired of hearing them. Nobody knows what you mean. There's too much going on. But Greg, on. I and like the that part. T- But nobody knows like what it means. It. It's just a bunch of gibberish. I like the lingo. It's like- I like them talking to each other on the field. And, hey, we're going this and that. But then when they start X, Z, Y, booger, yeah, left. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slash. See, I love that. Too. I might get tired of it. I'm not Well, it's yet, every though. snap. Yeah, Won't would. they just do it every now and then? I'll yeah. tell you this. When we come back next hour, I'll tell you about something that happened over the weekend. But I actually, I actually took a, a group of young men, educated them on defunct attempts at spring football they had no idea Rick, you're, well, still, too, you're still fired but, up but listen it. they're, they're so young they, you. they they don't realize how yeah. many times this has happened and their face when i told them about the usfl they couldn't believe what i was saying <laughs> they looked at me like i was making it when up. i told Braden right. that you guys were the announcers for one they couldn't believe it no that was part of my presentation they could not, he could not when believe i said it. that to these guys they said what i said nah. oh yeah and i laid out the halftime show and everything they were laughing their heads off yeah. Let you know what I, you know what still, I saw? Do you know we still have the recording? Uh, probably the most famous call where Rick screamed out the fifty, the fifty-five yard That's line. A good one on a pick. Do you do you <laughs> sure remember? Did. Do you fifty-five? Re- do, do you remember? <laughs> like you know what I saw in these young men's faces? Sad that I hadn't lived. I wasn't living I long enough to hear you guys do 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 football and play by play. It's the same look when they realize they they missed the eighties. It was also the same thing in in, in Demopolis. Uh, on Saturday night at that men's event, when a guy walked into the the room where we were all being fed and the, the pastors were coming in to pray, and a guy walked in, Bo, and they're out there. He says, "Hey guys, all of you in here may think you know about Rick and Bubba, but let me tell you something: mm-hmm. if you never heard Pigskin Roundup, <laughs> and he called it and looking, some of them didn't know. They're like, baby. what? He said, Pigskin Roundup was a was a version of Rick and Bubba that, frankly, it it stands alone in Rick and Bubba history as its yeah. own thing." He said, I you think, think it's yeah. coming back. Right? No, boy, <laughs> I remember the the, he, but, the the ends of the spectrum of what that. I mean, you had normal, and then it, yeah. it was like you're running from ditch to ditch, yeah, right. and we were so tired yeah. up at midnight after you've been up yeah. since three thirty, four o'clock. It's just well, you know, it, uh, it gave its own it, its own oddity. You know, you know, radio consultant Ryan Greenwood. He says that he thinks that we're at our absolute best when we're frustrated, tired, and hanging on by three. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah <laughs> and he said, yeah. if y'all could get yourself in those situations as much as possible, not, I sure would appreciate. I mean, maybe for the listener, not for us. Not for right, us. Yeah, right, no, right. Hurts but, here, but. but the but the guy was saying, he said, I know that it sounds like that they must not care whether they're going to get fired a lot. He goes, they really didn't care on this Friday night. <laughs> He said they, they right. had an attitude like whatever happens happens. It was so tired. And he said it, he said I it was it, he said I I declare Rick and Bubba's Pixie Roundup is some of the greatest radio I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. And and he, and then it became legendary. And see, just like that, people go, you know, they were play by play for the Birmingham Boats. Really? Mm-hmm. See, there's certain people out there that have all these little moments. You know, there's the ones everybody knows, but right. then there's there's little things yeah. in Rick and Bubba history that only the only the veteran knows. Yeah. Right. But there were times during Pixkin Roundup where we had to remind ourselves we were on the air. Because, yeah, like know. you're saying, yeah. 
we were so tired and if we had had a nap it was like a broke up nap where yeah. it just it makes you mad when you get up because you yeah. should never have fallen asleep yeah. and then we get there and we just didn't care I can and which remember, I mean I can remember going was the best go, if you really want to be confused make the mistake of going to sleep and then you wake up and it's already dark Mm-hmm. But when you wake up, you really still have two hours where you have to be at Boosie and Roundup. <laughs> right. And, and, and you look around and go, wow, I'm going back to work. Yeah. 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 And we came in there with guns blazing. I mean, it Ryan was. Ryan said it was like the old, old David Letterman on NBC. Yeah, that's what it was. It had that, yeah. they had that feel. It, it had that scream out the window. You, yeah. 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 Willard Scott, we've got a lady that's 110 up here who wants to meet you. Yeah. I, yeah. I looked across the I looked across the table at one of the, pa- one of the pastors and I said, did you, like, "Did you like Mystery Meat?" And the guy he said, "What for?" He says, "What are you, what are you talking about, Mystery mm-hmm. Meat?" I said, oh, "Yeah, we had guys that would go out and kill an animal. They would prepare it and bring it, and they wouldn't tell us what it was till we ate it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, he mm-hmm. looked at me and he said some bad stuff. I said, "I can tell you this. There, I ate a dog." And he looked at me and said, "What?" I said, "A coyote, same thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And he said, "You ate a dog." I said, "I certainly did." Oh yeah, I said yeah, we not, eat worse not, than that, Rick. I said it's we nothing, eat worse than that. It's nothing compared to what what part of the dog Speedy got. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you talking about something that just kept chewing? Yeah, that was good. That was grisly. It's like, have you ever chewed anything that you felt like it was growing in your mouth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm supposed to be breaking this down. Speedy, I don't know if you just, you just joined us. Yeah. Just, just, oh, just, by the way, that just reminded me. No. That just reminded me. Booty Jake just dropped out of the race. <laughs> sure we'll, we'll come back. Guys, can we get so? I, I, we had covered that, haven't we? We have. No, we have not. Can we Rick. dump that? Can I you tell know you what I mean? One of the greatest nights like on Pigskin Beef. Roundup was when we, we I got knew we de- missed a story. When we we got delivery of our utter machine. Oh yeah, that was a that uh, was yeah. a we got that's a banner night. Y'all know what I meant. Yeah, I did. We do. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. It is six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show here we go. 26 years, still here. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix today. Team Rick and Bubba on the field. We've got Stretch Armstrong taking your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG, Rick and Bubba University student. TheManChurch.com live today. If you're a church or a community leader or you're trying to uh, look for a men's discipleship strategy curriculum for your men's ministry, start a men's ministry, any way we can help you, uh, we are a resource for you. TheManChurch.com. Go check it out. Shop around. Click around today. And uh, if we can help you, uh, let us know. Welcome back. Look, there's Bill Bubba Bussing. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of this big old party we call the Rick and Bubba Show. Also, Read Across America has already happened. So if you missed it live and you'd like to uh, to have that uh, for your maybe homeschool group or you just want to show your kids or whatever, it'll be archived to YouTube today. It's also going to be archived audio uh, on our podcast archives. So that did happen live on the program. All right, so we mentioned this. So we know this, Bubba, the, the life of the different stages, I mean the different stages of life. And you and I currently, I actually have two adult children, and then I have two that are in college at the same time. And, of course, the two that are in college, you've got two in college, 
The two I have in college, as we all know, and if you've never had um, a teenage slash early 20s male in your house, you really are missing out. It, it, it is uh, – this, this, it's just – it's amazing – uh, the way they are. And we've said a thousand times that if you've never been around a teenage boy in your house, uh, it really, just, it, this, this, it's this thing that, that, that sleeps a lot. It gets up and walks around in its underwear and it grumbles. When are we going to eat again? I mean, that, that's really, yeah. you know, I'm starting to experience yeah, what you're, y'all been you're, you're about to head into this. So I've yeah. still got an 18 year old. He's in college and you know how it is a lot of times with the mamas and stuff when they go off to college, well, they just don't ever come home. And I'm like, yeah, honey, it's because they're they're out doing their own thing now. They're doing this and doing that. So anyway, so she was all excited. She says, well, she said, uh, Brody's coming home this weekend. And then Brody starts this out of nowhere. I'm bringing six guys. Now, we already have South Africans staying at the house, you know, till, till Wednesday. One staying at the airport. Yeah, one at the airport, sadly. But uh, we got <laughs> – so all of a sudden, it's, I said, when are y'all coming? Oh, I don't know. Sometime Friday night. <laughs> I mean, like what time? Yeah. Uh, I, that, I don't know. They just, and I'm like, and so Sherry's sitting there on Friday night and I said, Hey, look, I just got to tell you straight up. I'm dying. I'm going to bed. I'm, I mean, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to bed. So I go to bed. You know, I, I think I remember one time a little bit of commotion about them coming in. So I get up the next day for breakfast and I said, are they here? She goes, Oh yeah. There's like, there's like dudes, you know, all, you know, there's an air mattress on the floor. Somebody's on the couch. You know, all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, how many we got? And she said, I don't know. It's it's somewhere between six and eight. <laughs> I said, okay. So uh, so anyway, so they're here. I, I was not aware of this. I was telling Bubba about it earlier, and and uh, my, my son was talking about this. I, I'd never heard of a BYX. And undoubtedly, this is, um, I guess you would call it, it I guess because it is, it is a fraternity. But it, it is a fraternity that is a covenant fraternity, meaning you have to have a testimony as a follower of Christ to be in it. Hmm. And, okay. and it's a group of young followers of Jesus, males, that then get into the fraternity type deal of high accountability, Bible studies, you know, growth. And I, I think the, I saw one of the head guys over the weekend. He said they think, think they have like 36 chapters. In, in the, and I'd never heard of it. And so Brody was telling me about this because he had reluctantly decided to check it out with a friend that was kind of talking to him. Now, y'all are about to laugh your head off, especially you, Helmsley, because you <laughs> may be the number one fan. So anyway, so this goes on, and I'm talking to, you know, I was getting ready to talk to the guys and all this, and I'll tell you something funny in a minute. But anyway, so we're sitting there. Now, keep in mind, I have a husband and wife from South Africa. Don't, don't miss wife, mm-hmm. yeah. who, who, who is, who's in one of the rooms. I've got Nathan at this time because had, I hadn't left him at the airport yet. God, I still he, can't believe He's that. in another room. So we have guests. <laughs> we have guests in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay? I look, and here comes young Broderick. He's coming through the kitchen like he does on any normal time, and he's got on a T-shirt and boxers. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, man. Hey, man. Guest in the house. Get some, get some clothes on. What are you doing, buddy? Huh? I said, well, you get some clothes on. Oh. Uh, uh, did mom wash my laundry? <laughs> and I said, well, no, mom hadn't washed your laundry. Uh, you that just, that's all you think you just, about you is just, laundry and you money. Just, you just got here, yeah. la- you just got <laughs> yeah. here last night. I, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> you don't have anything to wear. You, you, don't ha- you didn't bring a... A, an overnight bag with clothing? <laughs> well, I mean, I brought I brought some of my laundry. Are you telling me you have nothing to wear but this? <laughs> well, I guess I'll go to Brooks' room see if I can find some. No, people are sleeping in Brooks' room. Mm-hmm. 
You, the, here's what I don't want is for a pastor's wife to look up and you're rummaging through her drawer in a pair of underwear. I don't want that. She don't even know you're here. Y'all came in, you know what I mean? And, uh, well, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Well, not this. this. This is what. You don't have any clothing. You set off for home with no clothing. Well, I mean, I, I brought my laundry and then I thought I'd have some. I was just going to put that on whenever something. What you think? Do we announce clothing now available? What, what, what are you talking about? You don't. You don't have it. You didn't. And finally, I said, "Sure, can you go up there somehow and get the man a pair of sweatpants from somewhere?" Something. So finally, we throw some of his brother's sweatpants on him, and so so finally, then they all start coming. Uh, now they're all coming. And Sherry's going to do pancakes, and I, here comes the hostess with the mostest. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and of course, Big Nate smells that pretty quick. I started to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's Nate? I, I, I just I tell him you're looking for Nate when you're digging through the drawer. Yeah. I smell <laughs> pancakes. Are these pancakes? Yes, they are, Nate. Mm-hmm. Have, sit down and enjoy. They didn't have that baggage claim, did No, they, they did not. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, then this the, Hounds, please hang on for you, and I think, Bubba, you're a fan as well. So I start trying to get the feel of this BYX thing. You know, Brody's told me, he said, it's really helped me. I'm really growing in it and all this. And he said, I, I really think I want to be part of it. That's great, man. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. I'm asking everybody and where they're all from. They're from all over the country and all this. And then all of a sudden, I said, uh, I said, so are you the president? I said to one of the guys I, that was acting kind of presidential. He said, no, no, I'm, I'm one of the officers. He said, the president is with Murph. <laughs> What? And I said, Murph's in this? <laughs> Murph. And, and uh, they, Murph. They, said, they said, yeah, Murph's in it, but but Murph can, was not he, – he didn't he didn't get to be in this group. He has been taken on as a project by the president. So he's, he's staying wherever the president is while we're in town for something that was going on at our church. And I said, so the Murph has to have his own sponsor. He said, yes, the Murph has – he's with the president of, mm-hmm. of BYX this chapter. Wow. And I just started laughing. I said, Brody Murph in it? He goes, well, you know, we'll see. You know, Murph's, Murph's being vetted out. And I said, uh, but Murph's not part of this group. No, he's not allowed to be part of the group. He, mm-hmm. he, he is with the president wherever wow. the president is staying. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But, uh, but then we got into the discussion, like I said, of the spring football, and they, they had never heard – uh, that this many attempts because they brought up XFL and yeah. I said you know this isn't the first XFL. time they, this isn't the first time they did the XFL and they said what do tell and I thought to myself my goodness we've got to educate the next I know. generation I know. on and and by the time I was done you could tell that they had very little hope for yeah. the spring football yeah. league I pretty much destroyed don't even it. mention the I took Canadian league all the air out of Braden's little balloon on it yeah I did too yeah and I was uh, I was just uh, I, was, I was I will tell you the one thing that's working in its favor. The fact that we don't have a team in our town might mean it will make it. That yeah, you know what? Well, point. there's that. You know what? It's <laughs> a good point. Everybody, because see your other examples had teams here. Yeah, you're right. No, you didn't. You're right, Bo. When I told them, you know how our luck will run. When mm-hmm. I asked them if they'd ever heard of Herschel Walker, and they said, "Of course." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, he signed with the USFL." What? They, and I told all the players that played Doug in the USFL. Flutie. Jim Kelly. Oh yeah. Yep. I told. Well, I brought Jim Kelly. I got a response. Machine oh, yeah. gun. The guy Kelly. from Houston for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, all right. So we'll uh, we'll come back. Uh, we do. We do need to talk. Let, about let me ask you this: What league was the New Orleans Breakers in? I remember them. USFL was that USFL? They had Marcus Dupree, didn't they? Yeah. And they yeah. try him for a while. Or he go I to think they were there about no, three weeks, and they moved somewhere, didn't they? I think they did. We'll come back. Uh, the Democrats an update. Uh, how about Buttigieg uh, has stepped out of the race? What? And uh, we'll talk about why when we come back. Stay close. More Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. 
21 minutes past the hour. Just for those that are talking about the history of Rick and Bubba today and the pigskin roundup. So as uh, we make our way back, we got politics and the news. Boy, we got it everywhere here. With Pete Buttigieg says he is stepping down, suspended his presidential campaign. I thought he was actually doing pretty well, but uh, there's... Rick, you mean the former mayor of Indiana's fourth largest city? Yes, um, and as you said, he seemed to be do pretty well early well, on. think about how the media, again, blows these things way, way out of proportion, okay? So we heard about the, uh, the Iowa caucuses nonstop, you know, it was just everything... He won the Iowa he caucus, did. He okay? Did. Mm-hmm. Then he has a surprising, very close second-place finish to Bernie in New Hampshire. Right. I mean, and you, I mean, we heard all about New Hampshire, how important that was. Right. And now, I mean, he, he has done very well in these, and here we are now, what, two more down the line, and he's, and he's bailing out. But it just goes to show you when they, they try to make out how important Iowa and New Hampshire, they're really not. Uh, I mean, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go back and tell me about all the other stuff, but it, it's not those people who won the caucus and won the – No offense the, to those people. The there. nominee, but here's the thing. They won the nomination not because they won Iowa, because right. they were the, the candidate right. that was going to win it anyway. And I understand it, those are the first ones out of the gate, it, and, you know, you're looking for trends, and, <laughs> you know, you're trying to really make them probably a little more important than they are by having them out there in the front. Well, I got gotcha. you. I understand all that. He just said going into Super Tuesday, really one of the things that they said – is that he was not testing well with African American voters, especially no, no. especially African American males? No, it was low single digits he was getting, and and he knew on the big scale that uh, even if he continued to do good, he was not going to be able to win the presidency with those kind of numbers. But Rick, this is uh, the timing of this is strange to me. He his ads are still running yeah. on our on our TV stations, our radio stations, because the time was already bought and paid for. Why don't you just wait till Super Tuesday's over? Yeah. I don't understand why, like, literally on the eve His ads were running that, last night. Yeah. I was watching television. Yeah, what, why do you, literally on the eve of the eve of the Super Tuesday, do you, why don't you just wait till Super Tuesday and then go, well, well you know, we didn't have the numbers. Well, he's saying. I mean, he's, he hadn't come out and said, uh, vote for no. whoever. I mean, do you think he's he's been promised something by somebody to yes. get out? Yes, I and, think the Biden. I think so. Yeah, Biden and somebody here because here's what he said. Because he he was more they're more similar in their political mm-hmm. beliefs right. than yeah. than him and Sam yeah. 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 Buttigieg could just communicate better than Biden can right now because Biden's yeah. losing it, and we have another example in our update. But anyway, so he said uh, Buttigieg said he wants to step down because he said by Super Tuesday, which is tomorrow, we could be on an irreversible trajectory toward nominating Bernie Sanders unless we come together as an alternative around. An alternative, and he said, "I'm offering that alternative. We need to narrow the race, and we got to pool our our resources together to stop Bernie Sanders from being elected. So I think that I need to get out of the race. Uh, That's the best way to do it, so we can narrow the field down and kind of team up on Bernie Sanders. But others say he also was not testing well with the African American male." Also, uh, not testing well with Latino voters, right? According because, to this story, because of the you know ha- having the first gentleman. I mean, 
there's a lot of people, and I would be one too, that, that were, uh, would be opposed to that being how our com- country was represented. And um, so that they, they were seeing some of those trends. I mean, but I'll, Rick, they won't say that in this. They no. talk about, oh, well, of course not. You can't he say wasn't that. loved by some groups because of his, the term they use, gold plated resume. You know, he was, uh, he, he went to this school. He was a Rhodes Scholar. He did this. He was in the military. He was that. He, they, they, they just well, absolutely you can't. You're don't not mention allowed. Yeah. The, the main reason a lot of these folks are not voting for No, them. you're not allowed to say that. Like it or not. Yeah, you, you're your, not. your opinion on that issue doesn't matter here. That, that, but the fact is a lot of people don't care for that, and they're not voting yeah, for it. Yeah, and, and, and they won't say that because you're not allowed to say that. Right. And Rush said it, and you know, they beat him up about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but that is true. <clears throat> Guys, look at this. Look at the Methodist Church. If you research the Methodist Church with this deal about changing God's standard for marriage, uh, even though the the Bible is is crystal clear, that really means leaving the authority of Scripture. Right. The people who kept that from just being an overwhelming wash were the African American. I mean, the African Methodist Church. The African Methodist Church stood up and walked out and said, "We will not be part of a denomination blaspheming God's standard for marriage." It was the African Church that made the biggest that was the biggest opposition to changing God's standard. On the world. On the world, world Methodist vote, yeah. vote. So it's not surprising <laughs> that he probably was not doing well with African-American and Latino males. But And this was the problem, as you said, Bubba. You're not allowed to say that. But it certainly was because all other indications, I believe if he had had, had been you know, a, a, a straight male, I think he might be probably a very, very hopeful candidate for the Democrats right now. Yeah, he had a lot of things going for him. All right, so uh, talking— He's uh, a little taller than Bloomberg. Right. Uh, you know, well, more well-spoken and together than Biden. Right. You know? Yeah. Speaking more of that— More Indian than uh, Elizabeth Warren. Didn't appear to be a socialist. Right. No. no. Yep. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, by the way, says tomorrow, if she doesn't do well on Super Tuesday, she will step down as well. Chris Wallace was talking to Biden— uh, and uh, another great Biden moment, and when he calls Chris Wallace Chuck and gets a, and and, uh, and and start after he Y'all, as soon as what? he was questioned and Chris has to correct him. Good night. Now, don't don't admit this. He just if you're Chris, do you let it go and just I don't know. You know. Can I tell you why you don't? The question he was asked was about his mental capacity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they're wrapping it up here. <laughs> so you have an obligation, Mr. Vice President. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Please come back in less than thirteen years, sir. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Uh, it's Chris, I but mean, anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. I tell you what, man, these are back-to-back. Anyway, no, it's I don't okay. know how you do it early in the morning, too. Sa- safe, tra- you, safe travels on Appreciate the campaign it. trail. Thank you, sir. He just he just stood against anybody who thinks he has any issue with mental capacity, <laughs> and then he says, oh, no. enjoyed it, Chuck. And then he starts talking about Chuck. and <laughs> oh, oh, sleepy eyes. Oh, what am Chuck. I thinking? Yeah. So, <laughs> my goodness, what am I thinking? <laughs> what am I thinking? There's something about the name Chuck with him. No, no, stand up, Chuck. Remember, uh, stand up, Chuck. And this, this one here, and follow me on this. I kind of want him to. I win had a lot of secondhand embarrassment on this. Chris Matthews with MSNBC yeah. was, um, he he was in a handle during some coverage of um, uh, this whole um, Lindsey Graham uh, running and and. Carolina and all this kind of stuff and was actually about to interview the Democrat that was going to run against him and they were showing footages of the GOP senator standing beside Lindsey Graham who's also an African American and says oh look there you are standing beside him which it wasn't him it was just another 
black man that was in South Carolina politics. And uh, and him and the host with him is trying to whisper to him what's going on. It was terribly embarrassing. Yeah, well, well, standing next to the guy you're going to beat right there, maybe, 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 Lindsey Graham. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Jamie. Tim Scott. Who's that? That's Tim Scott. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the other senator, Tim Scott. What am I saying? Big mistake. Mistaken identity, sir. Sorry. Tell me how you're going to beat Lindsey. So it says in the story. Chris has got his own problems He's in right trouble now. with all kinds he's of stuff. He's got caught up in it. They too. pulled him off air. Yeah, he's being accused of sexist behavior I'll as well. that too, yeah. This is so, on air here. Yeah, Woo! so uh says that he's got a little dirty mouth on him. Yeah. He's just pointing to any African-American male saying it's the same guy. <laughs> Anytime political correctness can sit down right at MSNBC or any of that group, I love it. Yeah. All right, so your phone calls are next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Here we go. A long distance directory assistance. Eric Pope two on two. Say hey, Thirty seconds of pop. Largest number of people, shortest amount of time. And there's a line available for you right now. We're about to go to phone calls. Uh, and uh, if you want to join us, you can at eight six six. We be big. HelloFresh.com. No time like the present, right? You know, somebody say, hey, a couple things I think our house needs to do. We need to eat better, and we need to eat together as a family more often. Okay. Well, then you need HelloFresh.com. Uh, it is um, it is the easy, most convenient, most delicious way to sit down and have a family dinner again, but also have some great recipes to choose from without having to go to the grocery store, stand in line. How many times have you ended up going through the fast food and grabbing fast food simply because there was no time to go to the grocery store and get anything? Well, HelloFresh.com sends you the recipes. They send you the ingredients. All you have to do is prepare the meal in about 20 minutes, and you've got it on the table, delicious meals. And they have a variety of menus that you can choose from. And we'll get you 10 free meals, including free shipping, if you go to HelloFresh.com and use the code Bubba. That's the the code Bubba at HelloFresh.com. So you'll get 10 free meals and free shipping if you start with HelloFresh today. So um, also there's a link at RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. Let's start uh, with Nash in Birmingham, Alabama. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone, phone trolling. Hello, Nash. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. How hey. are you? Good. How about it? Good. I need to talk to Greg. Okay, he's on. Just for a second. Tomorrow, may I write your name in for center? Absolutely, Nash. Boy, Nash, you need Can to give that permission. Yeah. Yes. Greg will be a great writing Can candidate. You do, let me ask you this. Can you do I may have to take in, a little time off the show. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do write in on the party or just the general election? It may just be the Maybe, general. I don't, you know, I don't know. Write him in, Nash. Remember, the, these, me in, Nash. these elections that we're having now for the parties are, are closed. I mean, they're... You know, the the party gets to write the rules for it. The True. general election is when it's a federal event, yeah. you know. Let's go to Brett in Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Mm-hmm. Brett, go ahead, 30 seconds. How about you? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. We're great, Brett. Welcome. Uh, I got two questions. One, I'm voting uh, Republican tomorrow, but what is the primary reason for uh, the voting tomorrow? And if they... Uh, vote for a Democrat to run against Trump, can they have more than one uh, person running against Trump? 
Yeah, tomorrow isn't the final deal. Um, Brent. Yeah, these are primaries. These are basically club elections, if you want to look at it that way. The Republicans are having their deal. The Democrats are having theirs. When you go in, you have to declare, do you want to vote Republican or Democrat? Some states, you have to declare which one you are. Some you don't. It varies. You know, it's all over the road. You just have to look at your local rules on that. But but basically, each side is picking delegates for the convention who are pledged to support a candidate. So, and, and again, there are rules about if they're bound to those, are they able to change at the convention? All vary state to state. So it, it's basically two club elections. And the reason it's Super Tuesday is because so many of them have it on the same day. Fifteen, I think. And at one time, and it's varied now, but I think when they first did this, it was to make like the Southeast a voting block. And it was easier for the candidates. They could come and not have to crisscross the country. But it also made the South an important voting block and tried to make it important like California or New York or, or, you know, one of the other big states. Yeah, it's Super Tuesday doesn't mean it's over tomorrow and the— It doesn't decide the nominee. It doesn't. Just but super, there's a lot of delegates up. It's saying Super yeah. Tuesday because there's multiple primaries all at the, all on the same day. If you are a big winner on Super Tuesday, it is very hard to catch you. Yeah, so, and it, so it is important from that aspect. And that's why you hear some of the Democrats saying, if I don't do well on Super yeah. Tuesday, then the writing's on the wall. Yeah, it'll be mathematically impossible. But, uh, again, if you have— Delegates who are, you know, bound to Buttigieg or to Warren or whatever, you go to the convention with a brokered convention. So nobody has the, the majority. And then they have to decide it on the floor, which is where they can also take a nomination from someone else. Go ahead, Bubba. I.e., yeah. Big Hillary. Big Hillary. Mm-hmm. Robin, Orange Beach, Alabama, Sunny 105. Robin, 30 seconds, go. Um, hey, I was just wondering, where is the Fresh's Big Boy, mm-hmm. um, like, in your location? Like, uh, where you guys it's outside that? the studio window. As a matter of fact, if you look right, over Helms's, right, uh, right over Helms's shoulder, yep. Big Boy is standing looking in the big studio window. So it's right outside the big window. If he took three so steps and punted, he'd hit, he'd hit Helms in the back of the head. Yep. What did you say, Robin? Okay. Are you guys located in that, that little shopping center where there's the first watch? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Us. Uh-huh. yeah. that's us. But now we, we put him up at night. He's not there during the day. He, he's, yeah. he's right horrible. now is your best chance to kidnap him. He's yeah. a temporary yeah. uh, decoration. Yeah, he's there for the live show only because of, of the fact that we're afraid somebody might steal it. Uh, we continue. Let's go to. You forgot um, we had him chained at the last location. Now we're kind of starting really. to hope somebody. I'm, that's why I said what I said. <laughs> Barney, come on, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Barney, go ahead. Thirty seconds. How about it? Hey, good morning. Hey, buddy. I think uh, Mayor Huda Judge is just the first guy that Bloomberg's going to buy off. You think he just and, went uh, and said, "Look, uh, Pete, here's a check. Walk away." Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, Biden doesn't have a shot. I think he's going to hitch his wagon to guy dang Bloomberg. However, I mean, the he who smelt the Delta party, I mean, he's just going to be the first of the bunch. I mean, so. Well, that, that, well that, a, lot times, a lot of times, a lot of times, too. These good guys, theory. It, 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 this is not new. A lot of times these guys, uh, you know, one of the leaders will go to him and say, look, this ain't going to work out. We've got too many people in it. If you drop out, pledge your support to me, I got a cabinet job for you. Exactly. And they'll they'll yeah. get in line. Uh, or with Bloomberg, just write a big old check. Yeah, or write a big old check. Carson and Coleman, mm-hmm. listen to ZZK. Carson, go ahead. Hey, how's your day been? We're that's great. good. Real good. That's good. That's good. I, my thoughts, uh, I was, what I was going to say was, do you think the coronavirus is dangerous? 
Well, clearly it's dangerous. How dangerous? Um, you know, we we don't know. There's just so much uh, information and misinformation if out there. It's not. It's the biggest hoopla I've ever seen in my life. Carson, I, I think where they're concerned, Carson, and again, numbers are only as good as the source of the numbers. But where they're really yeah. concerned is the is how it is accelerated. If you look at the charts, quicker than SARS, quicker than MER, quicker than Ebola, all these other things we've had. So. They're concerned well, at how quickly it's spreading. What do you think? Is it dangerous, though? <laughs> yeah, well, it, I would say, I would have to say, yes. It's playing in traffic. People are dying. Dangerous. Yeah. Well, yeah. when yeah. you think about coronavirus, I think the. Well, how about strychnine? Drinking yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> in all fairness to him, I think what he's saying is, yeah. and, and he didn't, you know, you get on the air, I think he's saying, is this any more dangerous? I know. Hey, we know. Are they that. blowing it out of proportion they, like they have? Because to me, what I think what he's talking about, not We're the same fun. people who are susceptible to die of flu every time it comes out. I'm talking about if I'm a perfectly healthy, healthy, pretty much young, middle-aged person, and I get coronavirus, am I at a higher risk of dying from it than the other flus yeah. that I might get in that situation? And I don't know the answer. To I that. think you know, it's mixed. It, it depends, depends on, on whose you, numbers you look right, at. Yeah. Some it's higher, some it's not. So I don't know. We continue. We do know this. A lot of people die from the flu every year. What about twenty-five thousand? Last mm-hmm. number I saw. Mm-hmm. We have close to forty to fifty thousand people die on the highway every year. So, you know, that's a lot of – I mean, you're talking about 70,000 people right there. So it's got a long way to go to catch that. It does. It does. So just know that we're in a time of exaggeration, hyperbole, sure. and overreaction. So just be smart. Uh, it's, certainly not, it's certainly not something to be gripped in fear about. Right. But you might want to avoid certain areas and wash your hands and do the things the doctor told us earlier. Yeah, and if, and if somebody says, let's have sushi at Wuhan, I'd take a pass on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greg in Columbus. No raw snakes. Yeah, Greg, welcome or to the program. Don't lick any gates in a row. No. Yeah. 30 <laughs> seconds, go ahead. Hey, good morning. Hey, Helms. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of viruses that are bad, how do I get Bloomberg off my phone and advertisements? And also, <laughs> this is my 29th wedding anniversary, so I'd like to say hello to Diane, and thank you for showing up at church. What? Happy anniversary, baby! I got you on my mind. So you know, I don't know how. I don't have any idea. You know what I do if if it's if it's sometimes on the phone. Putting the full court press on everybody with this advertising. Sometimes on if it's on Instagram stuff, you can just come up there, hide this ad. Why I don't like it? It's offensive. Whatever, and they'll go. They'll just replace it with another one. Have Uh, y'all seen the latest? You know, they keep coming out with things that he said to employees that are bad. That he there's some woman that he worked. He said he didn't want some fat woman representing his company. That's no, I haven't. That's his latest one. Well, I tell you what, now he's really got me upset. (laughs) Well, him and Chris Matthews are in a race right now. (laughs) How many dumb things have I said to people? How do you think you said that name on two there? Uh, Two is Kathen. Kathen. Yeah. All right, Kathen, go ahead. Hey guys. Hey, Hey. It is actually Kathan. I was just going to uh, ask, who are the Republican candidates running against Trump? I haven't anybody been able to. There's one guy. Watch Listen. any of the news? Yeah, yeah nobody. I think there's one Yahoo. It, it, yeah. Nobody's serious. Yeah, maybe one Yahoo. It's not going to matter. Trump's no. Trump's going. Yeah, right, from White Plains used to run every year. Remember? Him? <laughs> yes. Gerald <laughs> Willis. I do remember that. Greg, well, we could be nice to Gerald. He did huh? run. West, uh, nice West, guy. and Spanish I, I Fort. Just, he ran for president a lot. He did. Spanish Fort. Don't make him a bad person. Go ahead, West. Yeah, how you guys I doing? I was going to ask um, the Republican Senate primary. Um, <laughs> I'm generally against career politicians, and I know Sessions is running again, and my congressman uh, Bradley Byrne is running again. I, I like most of the things that they voted for, you know, and the way they voted, but them being career politicians, and then you got Tommy Turbo. I just kind of wanted to get you guys. 
take on the Republican primary um, race for Senate to get Doug Jones out. Yeah, and that, well, that's what we need to do is get Doug Jones out. How, however that happens is fine with me because uh, any of these guys running are going to vote the way I want them to vote. Yeah, I think I think they've been a little silly in their negative ads against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, he hates Trump more than I do, and right. but what, but I love Trump. Yeah, and it's got a little crazy. Now, look, I've said before, I love Jeff Sessions. We've we've known him a long time. He's been on the show a lot, but I think it kind of looks like I'm going career politician here a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I love Jeff, and I think he's done a great job. He's a fine man of integrity, and like I say, he would he would support. My feelings in the Senate probably 99% of the time. So would Bradley Byrne. I've known him. I actually talked to him uh, for a minute after he lost uh, in the governor's race he was in once upon a time. So like him too. But I, I know Coach Tuberville a whole lot better. Uh, I think any three of them would do a very, very good job. Yeah, I personally wish Arnold Mooney had a chance. I think he yeah. probably is the closest. He's a to- very godly man. Yeah, he, yeah he is. He, he's a devout follower of Jesus. Solid. He's done a great job at the at the state level, uh, but it doesn't look like he's got a whole lot of momentum. So, but I'm I'm not all that concerned about it because I really think most any of them are going to vote the way we want them to vote. So the key is whoever wins it, you got to go get rid of dynamic Dougie Fresh Jones. That's right. That's, That's the main it. thing. We'll, we'll have come, somebody that represents us. We'll come back. Uh, got an Oprah story next. Hang in there. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Minutes to the top of the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. 866. We be big as our number. I Golden ticket seats. Hello, Brian Morris. Brian Morris, what's up, buddy? Got your Rick and Bubba hat on. You can't have nothing shirt. Happy birthday, Bonnie Carlson. Happy birthday, Bonnie. Uh, happy birthday to Brent Kovac. Brent, how about you? Happy birthday. Amy Kovac, all in the house. Amy, how about you? Uh, where's the Whitting, Whitting Hills? Where's Jeff and Teresa? The Whitting Hills right there on the front row. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Skeeter and Chris Logan. Also having birthdays today. Skeeter? Yep, Skeeter. There's a Skeeter in the seats. Knock him down. Uh, we uh, we give everybody a bag of Buzzbox coffee. They got a card to go get them a free pound. Also, they pick up a Rick and Bubba double CD. And uh, Bubba, give me a number between one and eight. One and eight. What about uh, number six? Number six, uh, Teresa winning hell. <laughs> Teresa. A $50 American Express gift card yeah. lunch is on her uh, from Dr. Thomas Dudney. Dudney Monday. Thomas It's, e. it's Thomas another e. Dudney Monday. Monday. Ha, ha, ha. I wish it wasn't all right, so Bubba, we, <laughs> I love how Greg said in the kickoff hour that they've come to the He's conclusion. Great, but no better than anybody else. <laughs> oh, I love that Dudney. Not that he's any better than another one. Uh, so um, we've come to the conclusion, and it's not really a good thing. We like to watch people fall. We do. Oh, we do. Rick. Isn't that we awful? We love to watch people fall. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm honest. America's funniest home videos have been a staple at my house for a long time. Yeah. The kids, when they were tiny, 
used to come up and go, Daddy, let's watch the accident show. The accident oh, show. Great. That's yeah. funny. I like yeah. that. So Oprah, you don't want nobody to get hurt. But, but this, funny. look, and that, look, we love Oprah like everybody else. Uh, well, you better. <laughs> look, there is a Twitter account. If you want to watch people falling, Greg, you can oh, say Hold it. my beer. Hold my beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's an funny. excellent yeah. Twitter tell me, tell me follow. How to watch that. I don't know where they get all this Can we put it on the big screen in here after the show? <laughs> it's unbelievable. So Oprah is, is on one of her motivational tours, mm-hmm. You know, because when I think of being motivated, I always think of Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> right. sure. And uh, it's called Your Life on Focus Tour. Mm-hmm. Yes, that be the best you you can be. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. You're, you're your own God and all yeah, that. Yeah. Who cares about she, the great I am because he's jealous. I can't, she's doing the Oprah version of Tony Robbins. Exactly. One hundred percent. All this missing is the, all this missing oh. is the F bombs. But Rick, yeah. the the <laughs> funny good, part Rick. of this <laughs> right leading up to this, she's talking about having balance in your life. That, yeah, right? yeah. And Timing. then she takes a spill on stage. Yeah, so you hear it. It, it leads oh, into we get it. to hear her say balance and then oh, fall. Oh, yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden she goes to my shoes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, here we go. So said you have to name it to claim it. So here's my definition of what wellness means to me. This is my definition, not yours, just an idea because you're gonna be defining it for yourself. Wellness to me means all things in balance. And balance doesn't mean all things are equal or at peace at all time. (laughs) 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 Choose at all time. She just said balance at all times. (laughs) Listen to the person in this video, he goes, all. All things are equal or at peace at all time. <laughs> oh. no, wait, we're gonna have to, we have to cut our mocks off to get all the fine. And balance doesn't mean all things are equal or at peace at all time. She starts the what? She says what right there? Equal or at peace at all time. Wrong shoes. Wrong shoes. Look, we care about your health. That's funny. All right, listen. She's going to listen to the person holler Oprah like it's it's, it's, (laughs) that we care for your health. We care about your health. Wellness to me means all things in balance. And balance doesn't mean all things are equal or at peace at all time. Uh, By the way, what she was just talking about is the biggest bunch of psycho babble crap I've ever heard in my shovel. You know, you know, she just did a name it claim it right for it. You just yeah. name it, you know what my thing of well, you, anything you want it to be. What a what a load of crap! <laughs> so did anybody? That's why she failed. Did anybody run out yes. to help her up? No, you don't go help Oprah. She got up on her own. She's uh, getting up. We didn't see that. She looked yeah. like a turtle yeah. in the middle of the room. Yeah, she doesn't mean she all things are equal or at peace at all times. I wish we'd see this more. I know. Well, how does she Cheers. get back up? Uh, we've all failed. It's funny. Okay. They said she Cheers. just did the rest of the presentation barefooted. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, sure. right, one more time, Speed. Let me see one more time. Right, you want to, I'm going to pull it down here. Here we go. Equal or at peace at all time. Oh, 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 oh,
every I think that uh, I, I look her hip hit pretty hard. She's that's, that's, that's going to leave a bruise. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, okay. there's a there's a picture of her with her leg in a game ready being iced over the weekend. Well, God love mm-hmm. her. It's still not as good as Castro's. Man, Castro went. Oh, he went barreling in there. I, you know? I would tell her that if all if, if all we have to worry about is us doing whatever we want to do, I'd I, I talk to me about what shoes I need to put on. <laughs> Rick, so that's for her. Yeah, that is you're going to have your own. Yeah, Look, it was a funny comment the way she said wrong shoes. That's a good one. It is. No, no, it's that's great. Funny, Look, Oprah. the funny thing is she just talked about balance. That, I mean, that, Rick, you, the whole you, thing's you, funny. You okay. Oprah that. will laugh at this. Oh, she's, she's, she's not. After her, her knee heel, she'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> she's got a sense of humor. <laughs> sure. You know what? Deal. And if she gets upset with us, she can buy every one of us and set us to the curb. That's right. She can buy more ads in Bloomberg. So, thanks for being with us. If you wrap up the hour uh then we'll 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 chat with you lord willing on tomorrow's program you got more today stick around more rick and bubba coming up uh don't forget uh we got an archive of read across america if you didn't get that today uh you can watch that with your kids and the manchurch.com is live and ready to go rick and bubba rick and bubba